Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday, October the 31st, 2021. I'm your host, Jan Train. Join me today, Zachary Burgess. Spoopy. And Robert Kemp. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that wasn't me. I mean, it was, it was so scary. It just completely made Rob pause for a moment. I, did, I didn't even have to <laughs> make a noise. It just went, ooh. It just went. It, yeah. I can't tell you what it was. <laughs> Who knows where that sound came from? I can't, I can't, <laughs> even, I can't even tell you. My my very aura is haunted. There were some very disappointing Halloween decorations when I was walking down the street to man, get here. Man, Halloween's been like not a thing. Well, it's uh, never a thing. It's, this is I mean, not I mean, a thing it, in yeah. our country, basically. I mean, it's been the least amount of thing I think I can remember. But that's that's great because I'm not kind of I'm not really into the people making a thing out well, of I mean, Halloween. No, but you, you now live somewhere where you're going to get a lot less involved. Ex- exactly. Like, there was your n- previous house. There is nothing here. It is fantastic. <laughs> but even the decorations I saw on the way down here were terrible. I mean, there's the classic like singular tiny desultory pumpkin on your doorstep going on which is just like why even bother yeah i know <laughs> not even carved pumpkins just like here is a pumpkin yeah and it's like a really tiny like hand-sized pumpkin not a big ass pumpkin or anything like that it's the designer pumpkin and then there's the also just hang some sheets out a window <laughs> i'm pretty sure that was meant to be a decoration it wasn't just someone hanging <laughs> just sheets, sheets out the window <laughs> They're not get yeah. They're not going to dry quite as well. Like in the summer, hanging sheets out the windows just to dry them. Well, I mean, they definitely it's spooky. They definitely weren't going to dry today. It's been raining all day. No, no, exactly. And then there was the what I assume was like, I guess it was meant to be a scarecrow esque thing, but it was just made out of a garbage bag. So it just, just like it just looked like trash, literally. <laughs> and it was on like some. It was like. I guess it's the only part of this specific house that like faces the road, but it's so far away from the road, and it's not like on their front doorstep or anything. It's just like, who is this for? <laughs> like, about one person is going to see that, and yeah. it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Were they trying to do the tri- the garbage bag Pokemon? No, because it was on sticks, like it was off the ground, and it clearly—I think it was maybe meant to have a face on it, but it, I couldn't even see well enough to see what it was meant to. Be. And it was just sort of leaning up against the wall, like it wasn't freestanding, like they, they'd done such a bad job. I mean, I can't even envisage this. It just no. sound, just sounds like a trash bag on a hastily put together table. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yep. And that's the state of Desultory. Now that is a good word. I mostly read that word. I don't get people saying it aloud. So no. you again? The one Zach used that word. Desultory? Is Desultory. That pronounce... What is that? How you pronounce it? I don't know. I definitely <laughs> I read it a lot, but I'm not sure how you actually say it. Dis disult what? Like like anti sultry. <laughs> Here comes our classic podcast disassembling of words yeah. segment. Well, <laughs> I would. Desultory. D-E-S-U-L-T-O-R-Y. Lacking a plan, purpose, or enthusiasm. A single desultory pumpkin, did you say? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Amazing. Yeah. Classic. Str- strong wordage. Classic word. <laughs> and now, so now we just have to 
have our momentary discussion of whether something can be sultry, <laughs> clearly. It's not <laughs> yeah, that kind of sultry, the other kind of sultry. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Because sultry yeah. doesn't have an O in it, right? No. Like desultory. <laughs> oh, sultry. Okay, I'm with you now. Right. Yeah. Sultory. <laughs> yeah, is, that, is it supposed to be desultory then? Or... There is no word sultry, so we have to speculate on what it means. Yeah. It's like, obviously, well, if you're full of purpose, yeah, you're lacking it. purpose. Yeah. But obviously, it's like you have a purpose. You're hella sultry. I'm feeling so sultry. <laughs> I'm over sultry right now. <laughs> Sultry. Well, that's us, though. That's us. Well, I don't, <laughs> that's I don't know. I think like, sultry. Given, given the state of news this week, I think this podcast might be quite desultory. Desultory, yeah. Desultory. Well, in that, in that part, anyway. I'm sure we can talk about uh, games plenty. <laughs> As we do. Desultory. Going from one subject to another in a half hearted way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Occurring randomly or occasionally. <laughs> No, that's not true of the podcast. No, no. Well, oh, wait, half of that's true. It's not random. <laughs> yeah. It is occasional. <laughs> yeah, it is occasional. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, every every year Laura reminds me of that Jay Foreman song about Halloween, which it just goes, you know, happy Halloween to all of the children in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they're the only ones that care, in fairness. Exactly. Every American infant adores Halloween. <laughs> But for everyone else, no. I mean, it's only about sweets. <laughs> there's, like, there's no, this is the whole, you might as well just replace the whole holiday, like get rid of all the sweet shit and just make it like sweet day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's, a, it's, there's a whole lot of unnecessary decorations and shit going on where all people actually want is just um, walk, walk around and get free food. It's candy day. I definitely eat more can sweets at, at Easter. <laughs> because it's well not at easter like after easter where it's yeah. all cheap <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but you could do that with halloween presumably like well um, not in this country no because the problem is is that christmas ramps up right all the same well yeah, unless, unless they're like halloween themed well, it's because sweets, it's then... because easter yeah. eggs are very specific and the way that most easter eggs are wrapped is less preservative i guess than most like bagged candy that you'd get for yeah, the I halloween guess. And therefore, Probably. Easter eggs actually sort of do have a more limited shelf life. And I yeah. wonder if half the sweets that people give out are just like bits of quality straight or celebrations or something. Or, or they just what, bought... on Halloween? Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, mm. you just buy a big box of yeah. where the things are individually wrapped. That's the kind of thing that you want to give out. Yeah. Because there's no need. I mean, obviously, they make spooky themed. Uh, sweets for Halloween, but you know, there's nothing wrong with like perfectly normal sweets for Halloween, is there? Like, <laughs> yes, because the kids sure don't care. All they, no. want, <laughs> yeah. all they want is the sugar. I don't need your eyeballs in a bag, unless you know, unless it's a specific kind of can, uh, sweets that they actually like. Man, you remember you got- that just reminded the eyeballs just reminded me of those goddamn eyeball bubble gums that we ate all the time, constantly in our childhood. Five p. Eyeball? Were they eyeballs? Yeah, they were eyeballs. You would eat them. Well, I, I, didn't, they were, <laughs> I yeah. didn't have them. I mean, sure. Yeah. I, I mean, think we all ate them at one point at least. Yeah, I get, I get <laughs> the feeling because I never went out of my way to buy bubble gum because I didn't like. I, well, for starters, 
It's always terrible at blowing bubbles. Well, sure. But that's not mm. the point. Again, it was all about the sugar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't. I was never. I suppose I was never quite keen on the idea that you just end up with a mouthful of gunk that you're not supposed to swallow. <laughs> yeah, it's quite weird. It's like chewing gum, right? It's like it's satisfying for like the first minute, and then yeah, exactly. I never understood chewing gum. People and people occasionally offer me gum, and I'm like. I'm like, okay, why not? Why? I mean, I'll give it another try. I haven't had it for three years. Oh, yeah, it's good for the first 30 seconds. And then so. I need to figure out what to do with this. <laughs> yeah, and the effect on the environment is not good. And I don't mean in a climate change way. I mean, literally, the environment, like, you see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're a things. gross person, I mean, <laughs> just yeah, but swallow it, it's gross, not actually it? bad. <laughs> Yeah, but they don't. People don't. People put it everywhere, don't they, for some reason. Gross people all over. <laughs> you have to blast that off the pavements. Yeah, that's why they get those steam cleaners out, isn't it? Yeah. Primarily exactly. for gum. Cigarette butts mostly gone, thank God, but <laughs> still got the gum situation. Well, it's all those people eating ni- Nicorette, right? Yeah. <laughs> the other kind of gum. <laughs> so they stop smoking, yeah. so they've, yeah. they've got more gum. Well, I don't mind that. <laughs> That's fine. Surely <laughs> that one you would to, want to swallow, though. Smoking. Extract every minute amount of nicotine out of it as possible. Of nicotine. Well, perhaps they, yeah, perhaps they shouldn't be gums, those things. Like, you just, just swallow them. Just... Well, they do patches, don't they? All kinds of weird stuff. I guess maybe they should be like Nicorette Haribo. I guess like... I don't, don't know, like how well nicotine absorbs through your stomach because presumably the chewing gum is to keep it in your mouth mm. right yeah, yeah, <laughs> it absorbs maybe. better through oh i guess yeah th- there rather than stomach acid how do you get the nicotine from a cigarette does it is it from the smoke in your lungs yeah it must it go through your... the blood yeah. straight into the yeah lung? must do yeah. Mm. Mm. weird which is why it skanks them up so bad well, no that's not why it because it, it, it carries so everything else with it's the other shit that isn't everything nicotine else. that skanks them up so bad yeah <laughs> Genius Gank idea, it. just inha- inhaling like a literally the smoke from a tiny fire <laughs> in front of your face. I mean, it's a it's been a long time traditional delivery system for drugs of all it's kinds. It's a, it's a classic. <laughs> but it skanks up your lungs, so you know. <laughs> and then it. we invented vaping, which skanks up your lungs in a different way. <laughs> It's not actually that much better. I mean, is there there much data on vaping yet? Or like whether it's burning you from the inside out? Has it been, have we we vaped for long enough? It's definitely a lot better than than smoking in almost every conceivable way. And Mm. I don't think it's that hot, is it? The the, the vape stuff? It's it's just just electrically. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's not the best, but it's, you know, anything is better than smoking. Straight (laughs) up smoking. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I always find it weird, like, you know, in a co- not even on a cold day, but you know the clouds of vape smoke that come out of people, and it's so opaque. So, like, Oh, yeah, yeah. You, and you can see how, the, 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 the you know, basically what was mostly the air that was in their lungs has gone everywhere, and you're, like, breathing mm. it in. And it's like, that must be true of all air all the time. You just can't see it. It's just <laughs> well, I don't know, but like how clouds of it that's been inside people is just going everywhere. I don't know. Smokers and vapists do just, like... That you know, they make a point of it, don't they? It's like it's because it's yeah, fun. Yeah. It's fun to just go like put, funnel your smoke. mouth and just go. <laughs> yeah, but it's not that like. Realistically, that's only going to get you like I don't know an extra meter of range if you're intentionally doing it. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. it's just like the cloud is still there. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like no wonder we get freaking to viruses. Yeah, viruses indoors because we're breathing each other's the exhalation all over the place constantly. Do you like my exhalation? <laughs> Is it Do strawberry you like... vape flavored? <laughs> no, it's probably tinged with beer right now. <laughs> beer tinged exhalations. I don't know if it like if it goes in my mouth and I was mouth exhaling, would some beer become beer vape i suppose like just a tiny amount not like a just proper a tiny like, that's what tiny smell is yeah. <laughs> beer vape <laughs> it's true I've so halloween it. so halloween yeah hmm. i mean it was a pretty half-assed effort at park i mean at park run yesterday they, they sometimes do it i mean my mate justin dressed up as what's his face from halloween mike myers <laughs> Is it Mike Myers? Is he the Halloween guy? Or wait, like, because I always get confused because Mike Myers to me, that can't be his real name, right? Because that's that's Austin Powers, right? <laughs> like, I know. Is that just coincidental? Yeah, I haven't seen the Halloween films. No, I'm kind of against all. There are not many horror films I've ever watched that I've liked, so it's probably none actually. <laughs> I mean, the really dumb ones, right? Very the ones, genre ones. Yeah, the ones that you know are going in to be like bad. Like, was it the woman in white or something with Daniel Radcliffe and Shyamalan did? I knew, oh, I knew I going in that was going to be dumb. So it's so it was fine. That's supposed to be scary as a play. Like, I think it was a play. Oh right, it's supposed mm. to be scary. It's supposed to be scary, but I don't know. See neither. I'm just. Yeah. Wait, I'm just been waiting probably... for Halloween to be over so that I can go back to Animal Crossing. Because <laughs> spoilers, but things I haven't been playing. <laughs> getting into the, that section way early in the podcast, but I haven't been playing Animal Crossing because, like that, the big patch that's coming up on like November the fifth or whatever did get me slightly infused, and I was like, yeah, but before that, I'm gonna have to go and like clean up my island and shit, right? Because I haven't been there for like four or five months at this point. <laughs> it's gonna be covered in weeds. And then I was like, well, I should, you know, I get in there ahead of time because that, the patch isn't out yet. But then I was like, oh, yeah, but Halloween is happening. So I don't want to get sucked into that. So I get sucked into that whole, like, system of whatever the Halloween event is. I think you just have to, like, you know, it's buy the sweet candies every day and all that stuff. And I was like, I don't want to even, I don't want to get into that even slightly. So I'll just wait until Halloween's over. And then I'll have, like, a five-day period of, of safety before the patch comes out. <laughs> Don't want no corn. No. Well, I mean, I don't. Soon you'll be able to grow not corn. I don't think corn is well. Well, corn. I guess we haven't seen. Maybe we haven't seen all the vegetables that you can grow. You can grow pumpkins, but that was now in this upcoming patch. Full on, grow other crops. If you harvest your corn, would it be candy corn right now? Or no, I don't. I don't think Halloween has the Easter effect of like just eggs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to think, like, where, where, where were we flooded with candy corn in the past? And it's like, oh yeah, Rocket League, and even they've dropped the whole, yeah, sort of like you don't earn candy yeah, corn, you don't earn a random extra currency to yeah. spend on unlocking things. Now you just get things for doing things. Get things for doing things. Yep. Things. 
news. I mean, I guess, like, I was trying to think of if there's any relevant game news that is also related to Halloween that we could use as a transition. So I don't think there really is. I mean, I was looking at my Steam list and there's been, like, all, all a ton of my games have been like, oh, here's our Halloween random thing. But most of them are just like, you know, we've turned the Halloween thing back on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like Two Points always has spider's webs everywhere. Um, there was the slightly weird for some reason Terraria, Terraria even though they said they were never going to update it again is continuing to get updates except it's just like random crossover event with Don't Starve for Halloween okay <laughs> and also you know Terraria stuff in Don't Starve <laughs> Don't Starve is now building things right there's always technically building things but it's more enemies I think more voxels <laughs> that's Halloween news Halloween news <laughs> I mean, apparent, people say the Halloween Strictly's a good one. <laughs> not video games, okay. No, I'm just thinking of other Halloween-y stuff. It's rubbish. <laughs> Halloween's rubbish. Oh, well, let's get past it. I'll to, well, I guess Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least we're sort sort of now entering acceptable Christmas territory. I'm still not happy about it because it's entering November, not December. Well, I guess what do you get? What are you interested? Are you interested in all the stupid Prime Day stuff and all that thing? Presumably that'll come up, or is that all Black? When is that? Or is that in well, a different time? Of year, yeah, Black, Black Friday will be November. Black Friday, yeah, it's not yeah. week, right? It's not far away. Thanksgiving, right? Mm. Or last week. Is it first week or last week? I forget. It must be last because I haven't heard anything about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not far. And there won't be any deals and anything I'm interested in, as usual. Because that's we, how that works. And then we just have to wait for the Steam sale, as always. Right. <laughs> that's that's what holidays are really about, the Steam sale. And, and, and nowadays, it's well, only about... Indie games, really. The Halloween Steam sales on right now. That's yeah. true. Except that would have been a good segue. They, they always games. make rubbish Steam sales at Halloween where they're just like, right. "Oh, it's the spooky games," except not really. <laughs> yeah, spooky games. <laughs> All games that have a Halloween update is, is sort of what they have. And then F one twenty twenty one was in that list, and I'm like, "What have they done? Have they, have they had a Halloween update? And the, the F one cars got pumpkin wheels suddenly? That would look quite cool. That'd be weird." Yeah. Don't well, shall we go into other news then? <laughs> Beyond Halloween news. What of it? Not What's going on? Oh, hey, I, I know. I can be an actual transition between spooky Halloween and video game news. Oh. Then the dev for Stardew Valley has announced his next game, which is a haunted chocolate shop, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Whoa, what? It looks basically exactly like Stardew. It does, like, yeah. It's clearly probably using the same engine, I would guess. But mm. now it's more of a, like a city environment rather than a farm environment, and you're running a chocolate shop, apparently. Is it Reketeer? Yeah, it does appear to be a bit of the Reketeer style of you go out and get the resources and then turn them into a variety of chocolates, and then you design your little store with like shelves or whatever to display the products, and then mm. people come buy them, presumably. But presumably there'll be more to it than that. Well, maybe that might actually just be enough <laughs> for, for a Stardew. Do you think this will be a small, small game compared to Stardew? Then, or? Mm, it's hard to tell. I mean, because like 
the farming mechanics of Stardew inherently lend to like you know a long playtime and a lot of options. Whereas this the idea of like the recreative style of going out and getting the materials that depends a lot more on like the combat gameplay, which obviously Stardew was super minor on the combat. So if he if he manages to improve that system out to sustain a full game, <laughs> as or or if the shop element of it is is like super well featured, which is kind of like Reseteer had some mechanics to it, but there's definitely more you could do with that concept. Mm. The, the the dungeon crawling was a little too basic at the end of the day in that game in Reseteer. Yeah. It was kind of basic on both halves, really. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's like the shop design had... I mean, I guess no one had really... Well, I mean, not many people had tried the shop design concept before then at that point. Mm. And then there was sort of about the negotiation part of selling. and Except, you know. Yeah, that wasn't, there wasn't much to that either. But ghosts, it's haunted. The ghosts appear to help you run the shop as far as the trailer appears. Ooh. And not like stealthily or anything; they're just sort of hanging around, and everyone is like totally fine with this. <laughs> so it's a everyone knows it's a haunted yeah. Shop. And is there anywhere else in the world going to be haunted? Or is it just your shop? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, also, this shop appears to just have a like a door in the back room that just is a portal to like a Narnia. the countryside yeah. kind of right. where you go to collect the resources. Where you get the Turkish delight from the wicked witch of the. No. <laughs> what is that character called? The Winter Queen or something. Winter Queen, Ice Queen lady. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, presumably this will be in the Stardew universe, which is fine because, you know, <sighs> weird magical shit happens in Stardew all the time. So. Do you get to go visit your old farm? <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of cool if they make some actual direct, direct like, reference or, like, what, or, like, some of the characters turn up, just come to the city. I mean, you do go... that cocoa, cocoa beans don't come from like that kind of environment climate climate. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe well, that's why they're haunted. It's the tropical island of Stardew Valley. You could go there, but but you could grow the cocoa beans there. Hmm. It's not really chocolate, is it? There's <laughs> gonna be some other ghost bean. Or maybe, maybe, I don't even want to think about where it comes from. Yeah, maybe maybe you only get the the cocoa beans from the ghosts. That's the only source, and then they they don't tell you where it comes from. Like, we mysteriously yeah, get Just these beans ask. from somewhere. Like, is, is it delicious? Fine, that's all you need to know. Don't think about where it came from. Has this medicine made you better? Good. Don't question it. So, what's the name? Has it got a name? Yeah, it's just called Hold the Chocolatier. <laughs> currently i mean i assume that is the actual oh, name man, i hope it stays like that's good that is good i'm just imagining the lint ads <laughs> with a whole different flavor to them like. but the ghosts because they always end like the chocolatiers <laughs> no no it's it's always it's not the chocolatiers is it like the lint ads always always have made by i master chocolatier yeah singular and it's like this one oh, guy is right, being worked guy. to the bone. <laughs> the guy <laughs> well, who I mean, actually looks like a model who's in the yeah. uh, who's, who's in the advert. Presumably, the implication is that it's like designed by the master chocolatier. Oh, of but course. Like, yeah, I mean, it's clearly you know it's going to be factory made, isn't it? Well, obviously. Yes, obviously. <laughs> but, but but it's just <laughs> it's just they, 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 I don't know if they use the word handcrafted, but sometimes it sounds like that. It's like cr- like handcrafted by a master chocolatier. Steve from so, Reading. 
<laughs> if Steve's like the chocolatier, then the haunted chocolatier, it's not the it's not the it's not the chocolate shop that's haunted. It's actually the guy. Yeah. It's the I, mean, I guess if you are living in the building that is haunted, you are haunted. <laughs> you are haunted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I suppose. But if you you know, if you travel, <laughs> are the ghosts gonna follow you around? Because you're oh, the haunted but what, chocolatier. What, if you've eaten the chocolate. Does that mean you've opened? Come with you. yeah, no, yeah, you've opened up some kind of portal to haunting within right, you. Right, but you're selling that to the whole city. <laughs> like, that's dangerous. Uh, I mean, I bet that's the subplot. The ghosts are taken over through the power of not chocolate. <laughs> it's going to turn out to be like some Indian burial ground. This entire town is built <laughs> in, built on a graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Maybe there'll be a Ghostbusters tie-in to <laughs> solve that <laughs> problem that you've caused. Right. Okay. Well, so that, that was the transition. There we go. More that's video games. That's that game. Not much. Other new games are going on. Ugh. Well, I guess. I don't know. Really, I don't really know what to talk about. It's that Uncharted movie trailer. Oh yeah. So that was like. It had scenes from the games, right? But all from different games, I guess. I, I together think it's into mostly Uncharted Three. They're pulling upon mostly, right? Um, but they reference, um, they reference Sam in it, um, Nathan's brother, right. which is clearly yeah. like he wasn't yeah. really mentioned at all until uh, Uncharted Four. Kind of like, oh, by the way, is this brother I remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, classic. Um, so yeah, I guess they're getting ahead of that. Some of there might be some elements of Four's backstory stuff munged in, would be my guess. So this is the movie that Tom Holland, who's famous for saying stupid things in interviews, said was said was bad even before they <laughs> like they'd finished, they, uh, you know, before they started the marketing campaign, right? Sure, but yeah, you know, he says stupid stuff, so he might not. He yeah. might not be right. He might not be right. He's and pretty, Mark Wahlberg, right, as Sully? Mark Wahlberg as Sully, yeah. And he's not even tashed up. Is he? Unless that's like the final reveal or something, like time passes and Mark Wahlberg gets tashed up at the end of the film. I don't get his appeal. Mark Wahlberg, what's he good in? <laughs> I mean, you mentioned this to me last week, and I've been thinking yeah. about it, and I still haven't got an answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What makes him? What? I don't know. Don't get it. Um, was he? Because he was. Was he in the, the, the new? He was in the new Apes films. Was he? Right, that right. They're supposed to be good, right? Or yeah. I've seen the fir- first one, but they're all supposed to be good, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, the first one's the only one I've seen, and I've not really seen properly. I sort of like mm. it's one of those like, yeah, caught bits of. Yeah. Might be worth. I, I heard they're well done, so might be worth a. A marathon, well, not a marathon, but you know, wasn't wasn't he also in the happening? You know, oh right, Shyamalan, Shyamalan thing, and Ted, obviously. Oh yeah, I mean, he's he's all right as a comedy actor, I think. Like, but he's just not yeah. in that many comedies. <laughs> it's weird. Well, I guess I guess Uncharted, you know, could I mean could well be yeah semi comic role, isn't it? It's like well, it's just in Indiana Jones style, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, it's worth a try, I suppose. Good luck to them. Oh yeah, trying to make something. You took over for for Shia LaBeouf, I guess. In for for 
Transformers films as well. Oh god, <laughs> dearie me! I don't know. Trying to think what else I've seen him in. I think it was Pain and Oh, I haven't seen the film, but he was in Pain and Gain as well as a bodybuilder type. And they attempt crime. And he was in The Departed, right? But not yeah. that much. He's one of the cops isn't he? Or whatever, uh, with Martin Sheen, right? But I seem to remember. I haven't, I haven't seen The Departed, so I don't know. Mm. Yeah. The Departed is a remake of something, isn't it? What? Oh, never mind. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. But Uncharted, then. What did you think of the trailer? I mean, it looks all right. But um, I don't know. It's there's there's something. I think Tom Holland was both the right and wrong cast casting choice because he he seems to be sort of landing that same level of cheek, just about okay. Mm. But I mean, I know, and I know this is more set as a as an origin story. It seems, um, but it's I don't know. He's not. He doesn't seem gruff enough to be a Nathan. I don't know. He's not. Yeah, I mean, I like him, but yeah, don't get me wrong. It's like I'm, I'm yeah, Tom Holland's great, but it's. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if it's the right. It was the right casting here because there was that fan made short right with Nathan Fillion, which is the which is great, yeah, classic one, yeah, and that worked. You know, <laughs> but I guess they can't do that. I suppose he's not a big enough draw. Oh, you know he's who Wahlberg was? Or whatever. He was freaking Max Payne, wasn't he? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's got the face. Oh, I've remembered now. Then Departed's a remake of Infernal Affairs, right? The Hong Kong oh, right. action. Mm. Yeah. That, definitely, yeah. Although, both good. You know, it's easy and good, but Infernal Affairs is probably better <laughs> than the remake. But yeah, Max Payne. Uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, there's plenty of scope for it being a good video game movie because <laughs> do those even it, exist? <laughs> I mean, the odds are sort of in its favour. Like, there's been so many bad ones, they must strike it out. That far. <laughs> <laughs> is that the theory? <laughs> yeah, probably. Someone's got to come good. I mean, that Tomb Raider film won't. We've talked about this before. That Tomb Raider film won't bad, but not yeah, the, not yeah. the Jolie ones. The I mean, those are the, those are kind of bad in their own entertaining way, but yes, the, <laughs> yeah. The the most recent Tomb Raider was fine. And then, not a video game, but should we talk about the Cowboy Bebop trailer as well? Yeah. Have you watched it? Uh, well, I. So I saw the teaser, which was the just the intro. Just the intro, like, yeah. Wow, that's really faithful. And then I saw, I think I've seen two different trailers. Oh, I think. all right. Maybe. I thought they'd and, only put one out. But... And I, I found the first one quite off-putting. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and like, they missed the tone. But then uh, the second one I saw, I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's not as bad as I thought. <laughs> but hmm. I was a bit worried by it, I have to say. Uh, but w- what were your thoughts? Uh, maybe I've seen the one where you thought they missed the tone because yeah. it still looks like it's going to be enjoyable, and I'm probably still going to like it. But it's I, don't, I got that kind of um, a Picard vibe from it in a weird way, right? Right, like and just from the visual design, because like yeah, obviously mm. they've tried to 
realism it up, but they've probably done that a little too much in places. Mm. Um, and a lot of the the quips, it's I don't remember those, but I mean, yeah, I, I watched you know Cowboy Bebop, watched it the proper way, you know, in Japanese with the with the subtitles, yeah, and it's like I don't know if those what was Never being said was what was in the American dub, if that makes sense. Ah, um, uh, okay, yeah. Um, so so maybe that was the tonal shift for me. I mean, the line where he says what the actual fuck was a little surprising. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Because the, the funny thing about the tone is like, it's not it, as if the original Cowboy Bebop was like mega serious. It had all no, kinds no, of it's, silly, it, weird, it, weird it, goofy stuff in it. Absolutely. Yeah. But still, uh, it just didn't seem quite, it seemed a bit off to me. But there you go. I don't know. And it does seem a bit, my brother pointed out, it is a little bit like, do you think that Netflix made it because it's kind of like Too... they they saw the Mandalorian success of like a bounty hunter in space show or cowboy in I space mean... show and we're like, oh, we've got this property. I mean, maybe, a... but maybe Bebop's just too big to fail, right? Because Netflix are doing have done reasonably well from their dive into putting anime content on there. Hmm, yeah. Re- reasonably, you know. Yeah, they're still rubbish at picking up the later seasons of things they've already picked up. God damn it! Um, <laughs> still haven't got season two of One Punch Man on there for some reason. You know, they've got right. season one, but not two. So why? Why? Why are you holding back? Come on. Um, they're bad at that. So yeah, I wonder if and the, you know they recently started they they recently put the original series on Netflix as well, so you can watch that there now. Which is nice. But, like, yeah, I wonder if it's like they're just saying, it's like, well, the audience that we've got that watches anime is big enough that this will just succeed, right? It will do well enough if that same audience just all come to it. Mm. And I guess they're hoping that it will bring more because, you know, comedy space adventure. People don't mind a comedy space adventure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Fingers crossed, but again, <laughs> I wish I was had to find more things to be enthusiastic about. But yeah, uh, was was a bit worried by that. Oh, I'm sure I'll be fine. fine. I'm sure be fine. I'm all in. I'm watching the whole thing. I don't care. I'm sure it'll be good. Cool. Have you seen Dune yet? I have not. No. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Well, timing has been I a saw... bit awkward for me, but um. Yeah. Fair. Are you gonna see it in the cinema? Do you think? Yeah, probably. Um, a mate of mine has already seen it and wants to go see it again, so he might. Oh, really? Me, but I just, okay. I don't know we've talked about that this before as well. There's something about like just going to see a film that like that whole effort doesn't appeal anymore. <laughs> anymore, yeah, fair enough. And especially if like, and Cineworld has got so expensive. Oh, really? Like, I don't have my card anymore, but it's like. like but like just 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 going to get a single ticket costs nearly as much as what that thing what the Cine World card used to cost a month now, oh, and it's, it's, so it's a bit much. And it's like there's competition now. Like Ipswich has the Empire, which is which has tickets for not cheap, but they're better priced. And mm. uh, and of course, of course, my mate who wants to go see it wants to go see it Cine World because he's still got his Cine World card, and I'm like, ah, oh, but that means I'm gonna have to pay the stupid prices for less comfortable chairs and. Grr. Can't we and go to the Empire? Not even. It's even more expensive to get the IMAX one at the Cine World. Yeah, which is, in fairness, that's probably kind of how you, you want to watch it. 
that's probably how you want to watch Dune. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Not that I did, but yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Was it good? Yes, it was good. That is all I need to know. Um, and I'll say no more until, until, yeah, until you've seen it. Well, I'd feel nerve. Yeah, good old Villeneuve. I think it's a better project for him than Blade Runner 2049, even though, you know, that was good in its own way. I don't think it... Mm. I still don't personally think that Blade Runner really needed a sequel to be made. <laughs> well, um, no, but... Yeah, yeah. But fair enough. Um, but yeah, I think it had a bit more kind of heart to it. Uh, I think I think that casting was really good, which is very important. Um the one, the one thing I've seen on Twitter about it is that people don't seem happy about how they handled crowds. Like, the visuals for how they did crowds weren't that good. Right. Like, as in, they didn't they didn't necessarily have the budget to hire a whole load of people to, to do it, so it was like a CG'd, like CG'd Clone like Wars, I guess, people. style. Mm, yeah, I suppose. I could, I could see that. Fair enough. But that's it. That's kind of the only criticism I've seen. Yeah. One thing I really liked, I mean, the, the soundtrack is Hans Zimmer or whatever and works well. He's always good, good value if he does a good job. But Break out the horns. The the Atreides have bagpipes, which is freaking awesome. <laughs> I really like the Atreides bagpipes. Are they space bagpipes? <laughs> yeah, they're space bagpipes. <laughs> I was like, this is great. Synth bagpipes. I was into that. Anyway, uh, video games. Uh, there's. Is there any video games with synth bagpipes in? <laughs> I don't know. There must be. I, mean, is it, I was just thinking, like, is an electric bagpipe a thing, like an electric violin, where it just doesn't have any actual air involved? Do you're just like playing it like a keyboard almost? So weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mm. know. It'd be like a re- really weirdly shaped keytar almost. <laughs> I don't even really know how bagpipes work. Do you have to squeeze and and? Di- well, it's like it's your- like a flute, except the you're using the bag to create constant airflow, right? Yeah. But how do you create a constant airflow with the bag? I, like, I mean, you pre-inflate it. it, right? Yeah, it's it's so or you're blowing in, but it's it's putting it back out at a constant rate rather than yeah that. it's like it's a there's a series of valves in there so you you, you so you you blowing in doesn't make it oh immediately. you blow, right yeah you, you are like you know the bagpipist is there with a red face because he's having to just go pretty much the entire time but then um, but then when you're breathing in uh there's still it keeps going bag, yeah so yeah so oh i see like, so that kind of m- m- moderates the fact that you have to breathe in and out in order to create a constant airflow absolutely yeah i think there's a there's right. a same there must be a sequence of valves to be like blow in and then the thing is exuding at whatever squeezy weight rate you're doing i suppose what's the right. scree- squeeze rate for this piece <laughs> <laughs> maximum squeeze <laughs> what a weird concept but I guess bagpipes only really have one volume, don't they? They just don't work if they. Well, well it's yeah. a drone, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I, well, the, like, the... I wonder what the like valve system is because it might just be like a like some kind of pressure valve where the fact that it you have to like mm. squeeze it a certain amount to open the valve, so it's mm. always that exact speed essentially. Uh, yeah, so probably. that would be a set volume, right? Yeah. Presumably, you mm. can tune it to be because presumably you want the drone to could be at constant volume, and then your melody 
played on top, right? I was wondering you if you could change so that... the drone, actually. Like, or is, that, is, is it always that same? Well, like, can, to... they, can they tune that? Or is it just every bagpipe piece in bagpipe drone key? <laughs> is that one note under it? I don't know. Is that like a separate pipe? Like, I've, be, yeah. I've never looked close Maybe. enough at the design of a bagpipe to actually know. Yeah, it's just a bag they of do pipes have, like, coming out of it. Pipes, right? Yeah, there's like three or four yeah. coming out of it. So presumably you have the one that you actually play, which has like the finger holes and whatnot, or whatever, however they actually work. Valves. Yeah, or yeah where even where even are those? Like, because <laughs> it's just like yeah, I'm thinking like if you're blowing into a, if yeah, I can't be the the bit you blow into can't be the bit where your hands are to like put the. Hands Wait, no, because you squeeze it with your, with your elbow, up, right? I need to look yeah. up a, tucked under your arm is how you actually squeeze the bag. I need to look up a picture of a bagpipist. <laughs> but like, that's what I don't get. Is like you squeeze it down, and then what happens when you get to the bottom? I guess you just have to blow in to reinflate it. Well, right? Otherwise... I mean, you're not. You're. I think you're trying to keep it constantly inflated, not have right. Having so to... the pressure you're putting on it with your arm has to be balanced with the pressure that you're providing by blowing into it. Except presumably, yeah. like half as much because you're only blowing into it half the time because you're having to breathe yeah because you have to breathe maybe if you could do circular breathing though where you well, can breathe yeah, in through maybe. your nose and out through your mouth constantly yeah apparently some people can do that i'm sure that's a difficult skill to learn what the hell were we talking so, about all oh, right the so, space by pipe. <laughs> so, so it looks like there's like there's five pipes in this thing one of them is clearly an intake and you hold you hold yeah. one of them downwards to, the to actually play the melody part, and the other three, I think, come out over your shoulder and do the drone. Right. So can you control the drone is the question. You can, you, I think you, you can change the, the key, but I think you have to set it before you start playing. And there aren't that many notes. It's, like, it's not like it's got a full chromatic scale. <laughs> Hmm. Bagpipes. Bagpipes. <laughs> the distinctive skirl and drone. What the hell is a skirl? <laughs> <laughs> it's so distinctive it has its own word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Is there so any there was <laughs> there was a trailer for the Halo, but we we want to keep that on the yeah. I'm a, I'm a, little, I'm a little media blackout on that. Um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I mean, PlayStation did do a state of play, and I think we should move on. Yep, that was very little to care <laughs> right. about because there was, was nothing. It was, really it was just twenty-two of minutes one, of garbage right, on, on PC, right? <laughs> In 4K or whatever, 60. I mean, that wasn't even there. That, you know, they didn't. Right. They didn't say any of that here. Like the PlayStation State of Play was for PlayStation, I guess. They didn't talk about PC at all. And you know, right. their um, their their sort of like highlight game was Five Nights at Freddy's. It's like, ugh. oh, great. Yeah. Okay. So that's a nothing. Let's move on. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. Right. That, well, I guess that's the news then this week. Pretty much. Uh, it's time. Yeah, I'm struggling to think. I mean, I, I watched that um, Digital Foundry preview on um, Forza Horizon 5, and, you know, they did it. Oh, yeah. Because they had a little bit of time with it on the intro sequence and how, how it held up on Series X and Series S. And their opinions are it holds up very well, <laughs> naturally. Hmm. Yeah. 
Um, the one thing that I thought was a little bit surprising is it like it has one of those like a, a classic toggle between quality and performance mode, and like um, uh, there are obvious differences other than just the frame rate. Um, quality mode turns on uh, a bit more foliage and uh, like sort of randomized like thing density, I suppose, and some of the level of detail stuff is better in quality mode. Um, but the bit that like yeah, you know, standard stuff. But the bit that confused me a little bit is like when it goes into Forza Vista mode, it's like the the quality and performance toggle still has an effect. I thought it's like if you were going into Forza Vista mode to just walk around and look at the car, I don't know that you would have needed that to have been running in the performance sixty frames per second mode, right? Just just run it in quality mode so the ray tracing turns on, because that's the only place that the ray tracing is used in the game is for mm-hmm. is for this mode, and it's like well, why not just just have that on in that mode all the time. I don't know. That seems like an odd choice. It's like, make the cars look their prettiest. That's the whole point in Forza Vista. Yeah, that's a slightly odd one. I think it's because like, the game actually is like working. They, they said like in order to swap between the modes, the game has to do a full restart. So it's not like they can toggle that option on the fly for some reason. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, I mean that's been sort of true of all of the Forza games, like on the, on the especially on the pizza, uh, pizza. I'm getting hungry. I'm getting hungry. On the um on the PC iterations, like certain changes have just forced it to restart, and um the 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 PC versions had annoyingly lengthy load times on launch as well. So it's. Yeah. Anyway. It looks. It looks like one of those. I'm not sure I've seen anything particularly unique from Forza Horizon Five yet, but right, yeah. I mean, they're they're kind of incremental at this point, aren't they? Like yeah. the Europe one, and then the yeah the UK the, one, the UK one, and then Australia. Well, other order, Australia, then 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 UK, then Mexico is the next one. Yeah, Mexico. It does look good. But I think I'm playing them less and less with each version that goes around. They're just not. It's pushing the same button. I need them to push new buttons. Mm. I mean, but the yeah, I mean, they're pushing the boundary graphically in a way that a lot of games aren't even on bothering at the moment. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I've seen a number of um, YouTube vids sprout up over the last week or so, just saying like, well, "So where are all the?" All the ray traced games that everyone promised us, right? Yeah, I, so there aren't many developers doing it. Like, really, I mean, it not is on console, expensive. especially. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's the thing. It's like the consoles are capable of it, but it is just too expensive for most. Yeah, um, for for most video game workloads, and uh, it is interesting that they have. You know, consoles now have modes, graphics modes. <laughs> yeah. You know, performance versus this is the start of them turning into like the full PC tuning experience on a console. I mean, it'll never. It'll, I mean, it'll, it'll I never hope be that. It far. never goes that far. Well, yeah. it can't be because it's always the same hardware, right? But, exactly. Yeah. I sort of vaguely understand that they give you that 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 one or the other toggle, but I thought that was kind of going to go. That was sort of going to go away with the the X, I suppose, and the PS5 and just be like, well, these will run in the way we want them to run. Like, you don't have an option to pick, but they, they've kept that, and it's like, I find that I find that slightly odd. Um, hmm. I think it should be the developer that chooses 
how they want to present their game, not necessarily us. Um, we may disagree with their decisions from time to time, but there's a yeah. there is a purity to that. Like, yeah, and giving you the putting the responsibility on the on the on the player to you know make that choice. I don't know if that's good. Yeah, to choose what makes sense, and then you know when I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn, I really didn't understand what the difference did. For instance, like even on on PS4 Pro, it had an option between a quality mode and a performance mode, and the performance mode just lowered the res as far as I could tell. I couldn't actually see anything else degrade, mm. um, so it's, uh, or the performance improve for that matter. <laughs> so it's just like, well, I'll, I'll run it on quality mode then. Like, why give me the choice? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. It's weird. There's been some more movement in the Activision California situation, apparently. Oh, really? I haven't been keeping oh, up with it much. On? So I don't. this is going to be me telling you a headline and then, being, and then speculating about it again because I haven't been reading about it that much. But supposedly there was, there was a moment where there was a sort of a worry, I guess you could say, that they were going to that the lawsuit was going to collapse and nothing was going to actually happen because of like some weird like like legal um like procedure thing that had gone wrong essentially. Where it was basically like because there was that second lawsuit of like a different government institution. I can't remember what it was. It was like some other like ethics thing that not not linked directly to the California one. So it was like a sub lawsuit that had right, yeah. come in at the same time. And then some of the lawyers from that one were also employed by the California one. And then there was like this weird conflict of conflict of interest thing where like they'd seen different documents or whatever. Then so for there were a moment there was a worry that the whole thing might just collapse and nothing would come of it. Right, but that, that apparently got sorted out. <laughs> so that wasn't that it's still continuing. They separated the legal people basically. Yeah, basically. Um, but the the current headline that I saw this morning and then didn't actually look into it any further was supposedly, well, firstly, they the Activision has dropped arbitration, so you are actually allowed to have legal happenings on a like individual person level or whatever. Oh, I see. Because arbitration is like a whole thing with business contracts and. Like you're not allowed to sue the company yourself or whatever, and you have to go through specific channels. So like so class actions exist. Yeah, except that's for like consumers rather than employees. Oh, I see. So, oh, right. So, like, you have to go through your union. Except such it's a not a union. Exists. Yeah, but yeah. like, it's like you have to arbitration is like you have to basically use the lawyer company that your company tells you to, which Ooh, obviously isn't yeah, great for you. That doesn't sound great, does it? No. But yeah, so they, they apparently they've got rid of that, and the other part of this headline claims that the CEO, who presumably is Bobby Kotick still, mm. is taking a pay cut from 150 million to 670 thousand, which seems like that's probably not actually true, and there's probably some other uh, <laughs> right, some other 50 million. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think I had heard that his numbers were along those lines, but that's more like with bonuses, except because of the bullshit way that bonuses are given out in that grade of industry it's all it's all like bonuses and they're mm. always ridiculously huge 
So yeah, it might be that might actually not be it. His salary, yeah, his salary right? might not actually have changed at all. Yeah. He might just he might just be not taking bonuses any longer, like shareholder mm. dividends or whatever, or yeah, whatever that maybe board bone. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I get lost at that stuff. It's so weird. But it's just like that's. I don't think this is the kind of situation that taking a pay cut works for. In like no, this whole abuse no. lawsuit thing, you can't just take a pay cut and be like, oh, "That's totally fine now." Because it's, I mean, it's like, because where is that money going? Well, and a and then like, presumably it's not. Well, unless he has done something, presumably it's not really on him as much. I mean, is, it's not is, like is his pay cut to pay for all the lawsuits. Like, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Well, presumably, or all the settlements. I don't know how it works in the American system, but presumably they aren't the ones having to pay for this lawsuit because California brought it onto them, right? Uh, assume, yeah, <laughs> assuming. I mean, is the is, isn't it the normal way round that they because it's not a libel, which would be no, the other way round for us. That's the UK law, though. Absolutely, yeah. So California will be paying for it right now, and I believe unless they win, win yeah. and then legal fees get transferred. But yeah, it doesn't seem like, I mean, on some level, it's just like we're doing random appeasement, I guess. <laughs> it's like, it, it, it doesn't exactly seem like an appropriate thing on, because if you're going to do that, it's just like, you're almost, you're putting it too much on one person. Like, he was the one who was doing all this abuse, yeah. but he clearly wasn't. I mean, <laughs> I mean no... maybe he did some of it, but who knows? I mean, there's an element of, the buck stops here, right? Yeah, like, I mean, the so CEO the, has to has so, to take a pay cut because of bad things happening. Someone's got to hurt, but yeah, I don't know. That doesn't solve the problems, no. does it? And it's not, you know, I don't. I haven't heard him saying much. I mean, obviously, because of lawsuits, it's probably a good idea to not say much. But oh yeah. <laughs> So yeah, who knows? It's still continuing is the main thing. It's still going on. And in a way that like we're actually allowed to know about it on some level. <laughs> it's not just one of these classic right. behind closed doors things where it gets settled and no one ever finds out what happened. I mean it still might. Oh, because even if it gets well, if it gets settled then there may be a um it may be a requirement of the, the states, you know, because the state are bringing the case, they may have to publicly declare what happened mm. like what that settlement was i mean it does seem like a lot of the court documents that this information is coming from are more readily available than many video game related lawsuits we've been talking about in the past <laughs> i think when it's like if, it, if they're documents ahead of time often those are quite available when it's when it's stuff that's presented in the case itself that becomes a little less visible mm. to us yeah if you think about some of the stuff that came out through Apple and Epic and all that stuff, it's like a lot of it was mm. like reporting on what happened during the case. Yeah. Like a lot of that evidence came out then. Yeah. And I feel like maybe we haven't got to that point in this still in the Activision one. Sure. Like we're still just like. This is all prep. Well, it's like the information that's coming out is like it's legal procedure information, not really like the actual information about what happened information. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Because they can't release a lot of that can no. they, until, until the actual. I forget. I, I, forget, I mean, I, I, this is definitely not my area of expertise or any of it else, I suppose. But it's like a, there's very little I think you actually have to share with the other party. Like, I think perhaps the evidence you're going to present might be one of them. Hmm. Um, 
to some extent. So, you know, you can defend against evidence, I suppose, rather than just being, but what's this? <laughs> yes. It's like, we don't know. We've never seen that before. <laughs> we don't know how to talk about this. Which, um, yeah, you could argue is mildly unfair. But that's that, I guess. That's news. That's Activision. all of the news. What was the last time you bought an Activision game? Uh, a Tony Hawk's game, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I guess that's the, yeah, that's the unfortunate thing. Tony, Tony Hawk's 1, 1 plus 2. 2 probably is an Activision product, right? But it's, um, hmm. just trying to think. Maybe Overwatch for me, because I haven't bought any of the more recent Call of Duties. Hmm. I played Warzone, but that was free. Yeah. I didn't give them any money for that. Hmm. Good. Vote with your wallet. <laughs> yeah. It's a mild bummer because I still want to know what Overwatch 2 is really going to be. Because that's still. It's still not, not a thing. <laughs> yes. So strange. Right, I guess it's time for what you've been playing. Ooh! Who's going Ooh, first this wrong. week? <laughs> was, that, was that my headphones or did that come across for you guys as well? It went horribly crackly when I did the ooh. It sounded all right. I was like, okay. 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 Yeah, probably probably just my headphones. <laughs> it was those on? ghosts again. Yeah, the ghosts. I got a haunted headset. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that? Um, I think it, is it Sum Up when they do that ad on TV where they just like they show them it's like no, I take card payments now, and it's just like a, the rest of the ad is just someone like an endless ooh. <laughs> no, I managed to avoid that. I do that to Gnome quite a bit. She she dislikes that. Right. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> it's very fun, though. So fun. So fun. Hopefully like the games you've been playing this week. Ooh, we'll see. Tension mounting. Tension mounting. Did you say which one of us is supposed to be starting? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Rob. Oh, me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just... Okay. Uh, <laughs> me, please. Uh, yeah, I've only really got Scarlet Nexus to talk about oh, um, yeah. this time, which I, I, I think I start. Yeah, I did. I started playing. I was a couple hours in, and the last time we played, uh, last time we podcasted, podcasted, and uh, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. I've, I've kind of been playing nothing else because. I don't really know why. Like, oh, I don't know where to begin with this thing. It is, it is a weird ass game, and like, mm. and I think that's what draws me in as well as pushes me away. You know, I, I, I like a weird, weird one, and yeah, and something a bit different. Yeah, Scarlet Nexus is definitely that because the, uh, yeah, okay. To try and draw from last time, it's like, yeah, it's a character, it's a char- anime character action game, but the, uh, made by Bandai Namco but the the character action element is actually pretty solid like it's, it's there's there's a depth to it that isn't normally present i suppose in your run of the mill anime game i guess um they've it's it's 
god combos and they've thought about how it links into your psychokinesis power which is on a meter but so you have to do certain combos in order to build up your meter and then you use that meter to throw stuff at the enemy and that darts you out of trouble um when you're throwing stuff and then you could dive back into trouble to do some damage as a follow-up and things like that so there's like a um and, and you unlock abilities as you go to make that combat more fluid and give you more options and uh and things and then you get the the number of powers at your disposal by i have no idea where i am in 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 the game like how far through i am um the the number of powers at your disposable uh, disposal gets really big like there's a lot Mm. of them like really a lot and it's um it becomes quite a lot to manage at times um but that's kind of cool because it means you're like you can you could there's a plenty to experiment with and plenty to um to figure out what are the best strategies against certain enemies and things like that sometimes that's really obvious but other times there are, there may be different approaches mm. um and that's cool and it's like um i you know i still have a bit of a problem with how it deals with dodges i don't think it's hitboxing around dodges is great but that becomes a bit easier as you go through um how, what makes it easier so right I'm going to start touching up on the most wild aspect of this game, which is its setting and its plot, because mm-hmm. it is batshit. Um, there's, no other way, <laughs> there's no other way to describe it. It's like a, it's almost like a 12-year-old came up with every idea they could all at once, and <laughs> they somehow made it into this game. It is, it is ridiculous. Um, so they have an obsession with brains in this thing, right? It's brain this and brain that. And so the, the, the one of the core ideas, oh, my headset's dying. The batteries are running out on it, so I might not be able to ah, hear you very well. Maybe um, it's, cr- well, it's crackling. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, one of its one of its core ideas is um, that you can link to other members of your party with a, a what they describe at the start of the game as an imaginary cable that they refer to as SAS. Now, I have absolutely no idea how this system works. It sounds like it's like built into everyone's suits or something. Um, but they can just mentally link with the people around them and uh, can can choose to share their powers, basically. Um, it's worth, worth pointing out that everyone in the world is a psionic in this universe. It's like they have everyone has some sort of latent psychic ability. And for most people, that just means they can see holographic visions that um as they call them that are just projected into the world and you have to use your brain power to see these things like they don't really use screens it's like everything is everything is psionic and weird um oh yeah headset is now totally dead i'm just gonna turn it up that that should help me yeah okay hopefully you can hear yeah i can hear you a little bit um yeah, so they use these visions. So anyway, these SAS cables sort of like can be detached and detached in the middle of a fight to be like, oh, I'm borrowing your teleportation power, which lets you like for enemies that, that get defensive as you get close, you can just yeah. keep your distance, wait for them to open up and then use the teleport to dive in and hit their weak spot and then they'll be vulnerable for a bit. So you can do damage, for instance, or you can uh, for enemies that you can make damp you can then switch to use someone's electrokinesis so you can electrocute them while they're damp because that's effective and there's like effective yeah exactly there's like fire and there's clairvoyance to see invisible things and make your dodging easier hey dodging easier there you go that's useful or someone that Mm. can just basically tank damage so you can turn that on for a bit and not not get hurt in certain circumstances um 
there's like nine party members you can achieve and like at the part of the game I'm at, you have access to all of those. You have access to eight of the nine at once, which becomes a bit of a management headache, but whatever, you can do it. So in the middle of a fight, I can call upon any one of those powers to start to start like blending with my own. And I've got the upgrades where I can have four of those powers active at one time, so you can start combining the effects of things. It's like they don't combine in like magicka level ways it's like not if i combine these two things together i get something different it's like no you know just these two things are active at the same time yeah but yeah it gets gets kind of mad like the the amount of stuff you can do and stuff like that it's like there's there's a lot going on um and there's like the enemies don't just have health they have ways of where you can crush them instead so they have a separate health bar that's also there as well and if you manage to get the crush down you can instant kill them uh, instead of having to grind their health down. Not true of bosses. Bosses, you, they, they'll just do a lot of damage if you crush them, but you get like experience bonuses for doing it, and you get a little cutaway sequence of you like glory killing them, I suppose, when that happens. It's um, right. it's, pre- it's pretty stylish and pretty good looking. When it's like in, in its flow, there's there's just things going on. There's stuff, there's stuff happening. There's sparks and flashiness and cutaways and giant anime people popping up on screen like as you activate their powers and they do a little animation and swoop across the screen and then or you can have a close-up of your own face with your eyes opening when you do a crush and you go and then oh cool and then then every now and then you'll go into a brain drive state which is like oh you're in a focus brain drive yeah they call it so you build up this little meter and when it fills up like you go into brain drive a limit break yeah yeah basically yeah you sort of get you get folk you get fast uh, your attacks start doing damage uh, more damage the music goes mad because it like starts to increase in pitch slowly over the course of a brain drive so it's like everything's getting re- weirdly hyped as you're going through it's 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 so stylish it's pretty cool like it's 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 madness on screen um sounds pretty awesome to be honest yeah i mean and I, I think it's i think the core ideas are there i don't think there's enough enemy variety from what i've played like the combat is starting to wear thin now um, even with all that going on, I just don't think there's enough, uh, et, you know, enemy types or enough different things you actually need to do to kill them. Um, but the bosses are still always interesting. The bosses are still um, entertaining um, and weird. But all of that kind of pales in comparison to what else is going on. I mean, that, that that's great. This is like that's the best stuff in the game is this combat. But like. It's also weirdly probably the smallest element of the game. Like, because most of your time is in visual novel style conversations where the absolutely mad plot is unveiled to you very, very slowly. But it's like, this is, uh, yeah, I mentioned this last time. It's like, like, like the, the, the writing for some of this stuff, like the moment to moment stuff is, is pretty poor. Like it tries to, do the persona thing right where it wants you to build bonds with your teammates so um so you can choose at some points to have these bond episodes with with your with your teammates and basically all that means is sitting through a little comic book style set of cutscenes and and chatter and things your your bond level yeah then it's like oh well go have a go have a chat and then but as a as a result of those like that can sometimes uh, one of the things you get out is will be combat bonus, uh, bonuses as your bond increases. So one of those things, for instance, is 
instead of taking damage, a teammate will appear in front of you and block the damage for you if you're, if you're, if their bond's high enough with you. Um, or there's a chance for them to negate damage and stuff like that. So it's, it's worth doing. Um, they're marked as optional, but you'd be mad not to do them because they're quite easy to just trigger. So just go do them all. Just go sit through some cutscenes. But mm. the bit that bothers me most, the most about them is, okay, there are some points early on in the game where tonally they make no sense at all. Um, you're having friendly conversations and dinners with people who are supposed to be your enemies at certain points in the story. Right. And it's like, that's weird. No one would do that. Why would, why are we, hmm, why are we going out on the town and going to karaoke with someone who's actively fighting against us? It's weird. It's weird. It's really strange. That doesn't make any sense. But the worst part of it all is like all of the characters are excessively nice. I would say bar one, who's like the archetypical asshole. Right. But like everyone's too nice. Everyone else is it's really nice. nice. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like couples therapy, like like that kind of or like therapy in general, where it's like they whenever they talk to each other, there's almost a like, I hear what you're saying and I respect your opinions, and I thank you for being honest with me. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's like, and I think that that probably makes up about forty percent of the dialogue, just random bits like that. There's there's like whole swathes of sections where characters just go off on one about how how kind they are to each other, and it's like I don't care. <laughs> it's like. Why do you care so much? Why did why does everyone talk to each other in such a saccharine way? It's like you're supposed to be the military, damn it. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, it's not it shouldn't be in your character to be so yeah, sort of sort of wet. I yeah. Guess. It's 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 really soppy and it's just doesn't make any sense. And now I'm tempted to just go into massive spoiler territory on just just to try and get across just how mental the story is. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I'm going to talk. Yeah, I'm talking through the Yuito storyline, which, by the way, is only like half the game. So I'm not even like finished with half the game yet. Um, And it's. Okay, okay, okay. So the setting for the world is like the there's this thing called the extinction belt around certain areas of the of what's left of the country and from the extinction belt come these creatures they that are referred to as the others. Um and these these are like the the the, the monsters and stuff that I described before they're a little bit like haunted marionettes I guess that kind of like sort of puppets and showroom dummy kind of look to things. It's uh, kind of creepy. But anyway, the, so, so supposedly these others come from this belt and they uh, they threaten mankind. But you, 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 <laughs> you, you start to find out that it's like, oh, actually there are forces that like supposedly can turn humans into others. Uh and then later you find out that your own government is perhaps processing people to get their brains so they can turn their brains into some kind of medicine, or maybe that's the way they turn them into others. Uh, and then you, and then you start having memory lapses as the main character. So there are bits of like your memory that just go missing and things stop happening. Uh, and then everyone's like, Hey, what are you doing? 
and you're like, I don't know, what am I doing? <laughs> it's, so you're suffering from that. So you start taking this medicine, uh, which is then revealed to be medicine made out of processing people's brains. In some kind of brain drive. Some, <laughs> yeah, brain drive. <laughs> so, so you're drinking brain juice or something. It's and like then the there's a, people. And then at one point there's a rebellion where the two halves, where one half like realizes that the government's up to bad stuff and then sides with another city as part of the country that wants to go independent. So there's a, there's a, there's like a weird internal conflict going on. And then one of those sides assassinates your dad and then, which makes you angry. (laughs) Understandable. And then you go and have dinner with the guy who assassinated your dad and then, uh, <laughs> before you realize just, he's just a, to you know clear the air <laughs> yeah before before you realize you've assa- he's assassinated your dad but he probably has uh, the, uh, oh my god okay okay ha- what, what more is there, is there going? like during this rebellion something happens where you beat up your best mate who seems to have gone bad for some reason um because i think he's been he's been given personality readjustment and possibly been hyped up on this brain drug as well and as a result of you having this intense fight with him, some latent power within you creates a black hole in the sky. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, that's always happening to me. Like, there's always some latent power that's, you know, that inside <laughs> me that's creating black holes <laughs> and in the sky. But no one seems to know, know what the name of a black hole is, so they refer to it as the Cunard Gate throughout the rest of the game. Um, gate? The Cunard Gate. It? But it's like, it's like who came up with the Cunard bit of it? Like, like where's that come from? It's like the Cunard, Cunard. Gate. Um, anyway. Uh, Cunard. Yeah. So some people die. You go to a haunted hospital uh, <laughs> for some reason. Um, you kill your best mate at one point because he's still going mad and it still seems to have been going through this personality rehabilitation um, several times. Uh, you then find there's this, like, oh, we meet, where haven't we been yet? I know, let's go talk to the religious cult that lives up on a mountain for some reason. Let's go, let's go find out what they're doing. It's like, oh, oh, everyone in here is clones. Oh, two of the clones look like people in our party, what, or people that are working with us. What's that about? It's like, oh, you guys, you guys know you came from. Oh, okay, you guys know your clones. All right, okay. What's go? What's what's that about? Oh, oh, you mean everyone here are clones of people that came from the moon? These wizards wizard came from the came moon. From the moon. <laughs> it's always the moon. It's always the moon. <laughs> Is, uh, oh, and the moon. Oh, so okay. So we're actually the second colonization of Earth, as it turns out. Uh, like the moon, everyone left the Earth for the moon because the Earth was getting bad, and then they fixed the Earth, <coughs> and then the moon got bad because the moon's population was too big. So some of the moon came to Earth to sort that out. I mean, this might but then, been. but then the other particles turned up, and so the other the moon was getting messed up, and they were like, "Oh, what do we do? I don't know. Let's just send all the particles to Earth." <laughs> And screw up everyone that's there. Might as well be the story of Nier, isn't it? The moon and the Earth, like repopulating. Yeah, there's some similarities there. You're not wrong. And so then, oh, what is this religious cult actually up to? Oh, they want to uh, erase time. (laughs) So basically, none of this ever happened. Um, So there's time travel suddenly, and it 
that turns out that that's one of your latent powers, not the black hole power. Well, I mean, there's I like black holes and time travel kind of go together. Yeah, there's this. You have gravikinesis, which can also summon the red strings of time travel, and uh, a bit. What, what, okay, what else has happened? You discovered that the guy that assassinated your dad is actually an agent from the moon that was trying to stop the religious cult that was supposed to be helping the religious cult like succeed with their plans, but something went wrong with that. So he's actually like this guy's like two thousand years old. Uh, but now he's your friend and killed your dad. Um, your brother in the meantime has disowned you. You've tried to send a message to all of the population using brain television of some kind <laughs> to tell them all about it. And that, brain TV. That, that didn't really work because then the leader of the rebellion came along and screwed you over and uh, went back in time himself somewhere. We don't know where. I haven't figured that bit out yet. You lose your memory. But then all of your teammates give you your memory back somehow. We don't know how that really happened, but you're okay. Somehow you're still the same person, despite having your memory reconstructed by all of your friends. Because the power of friendship, I guess. Uh, yeah, so then last thing I did was just break into this computer called Babe. All right, Babe. Hey, Babe. Hey, Babe. <laughs> Which has sent data back in time to your mum and it turns out that your <laughs> mum is a red string and gravikinesis user as well i guess that makes sense but your mum also raised one of the clone children who is in your party and that's mum's a red stream and gravikinesis user yeah and that's why you recognized <laughs> one of the clone people in your party at the start of the game because they went back in time and saved you at one point. I have no idea what the bloody hell's going on. It's like, it's like I think I've I think I've like summed up everything so far in perhaps right. not in the right order, but it's it's madness. It's utter madness. And if it didn't take like so freaking long to get to these weird statements where everyone's just like, they came from the moon. It's, it's just it, it would be quite a ridiculous ride. Um It's kind of fun. <laughs> Sounds like you like it overall. I mean, I, 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 I think I like it more than I dislike it. It's just like, mm. they, it, it's too long. It's far too long. They needed to tone down their persona and RPG aspirations, I suppose. Just, take it, just tone that down. Take it down by about 10 notches. Perhaps fill in some of the plot holes, because there are many. You haven't like, seen the end yet. I haven't <laughs> they seen. They might fill in all I mean, the plot yeah, holes in I mean, one go. They've done a reasonably good job so far of going back to things that you that you thought they were just going to leave forever, but no, they did actually return to at some point. There's plenty of stuff where it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like like during the the the, the run into that computer into into Babe, like you you go across one of these like possibly the worst bit of the game. Actually, you run across a, like a crumbling bridge and try and dodge and power your way to the end of end of the into this bridge and then you get to the end of it and then you get to the computer and the computer just sort of turns off and you're like well i guess we did what we came to do when before you know that it sent its data back in time to your mum, um <laughs> somehow uh but then you're like well okay let's go and it's like but where do they go to like there's only one way into this room and the bridge has collapsed and the 
<laughs> it's like, but somehow you can you, right. you, you just pull up the menu and say, well, let's go back to the hideout. <laughs> and it's like, there's plenty of moments where that sort of thing happens, where it's just like, wait, how did you do that? Or there's moments in the game where it's like, well, you're supposed to be on the run from a particular faction. And it's like, no, you can just casually walk around their city. It's fine. It dressed up in your in your in your in your gear. No one no one seems to bat an eyelid. It's just like it's fine. Oh, I forgot there's a sort of there's an element of like nineteen eighty five, was it or is it which is it nine eighty five? What's the what's the big brewery thing? Four. Eighty four. Yeah. yeah, there's an element of that going on as well. That they're controlling all the information. They're controlling the civilians. And they're stealing the brains of the people that rebel. <laughs> It's uh, 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 it's madness. It's utter madness. And that's only the half of the story I've seen. The other half, like I'd say, I'm playing it through from Yuito's perspective. But there is a whole mm. other playthrough where you play as Kasane, who's the design child that also has your gravikinesis power and was raised by your mum. By Uito's so mom. when do you when do you play that through? Or? I, I guess you play it through separately. So you finish Uito's right. campaign and then you start again and play through Kasane's campaign. And it's right. like, but this thing's long, as I said, so it's like it's quite an ask. It's quite the ask. Also, Naomi gets annoyed because there's a character called Naomi in it. <laughs> oh right, of course. <laughs> and, they keep, and they keep referring to her. Bad things happen to her near the start of the game, so it's it's like <laughs> not good for Naomi. No, it's not good for Naomi. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I guess that's that's kind of all I've really been doing. Second, I did a little bit of Deep Rock again. Finally got promoted. Yes. Then didn't get to do any of the uh, post version stuff again. Yeah. Same problem. So it's usual stuff. Um, yeah, I've been playing some Rocket League again. I don't think I'm going to hit the end of season target. There's just not enough like XP bonuses really to get me all the way to level 110. Mm. Which is a bit of a shame. Uh, and that's kind of it. That's, that's been for two weeks. It's been all about red strings. <laughs> Got to get your stringy red strings going. Stringy red that's strings. Having... Sorry for all the spoilers, but you needed to know. You've got to know the insanity to appreciate why this has some ridiculous points. <laughs> that wizard from and the moon killed your dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And your mum's got the data. Your mum's got all TV. the data. <laughs> the, brain, the, brain, the brain drive. And your, mum has, your mum's name sounds a little bit like Wakanda. I can't remember what it is there, which, which confuses me quite a bit. Your mum forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. What about you then, Zach? What have you been playing? Well, Rob forgot the important transition of we've also oh. been playing Hyrule Warriors still. Naturally. On our weekly basis that we actually get to do that. <laughs> yeah, we're, st- we're still co-oping our way through that. And it's continuing to, you know, it's continuing to be what it is. Yep. Although it's like, it's we- I keep thinking about it and it's like, it's, it weirdly feels to me like this game is almost over, but it can't be. <laughs> Like, right. Yeah. Like we, it's because we've got all the we've got all the champions. We did all four of the champion missions, and so now we have probably all the characters. I assume because I don't think there's any more. I guess apart from yeah. the DLC ones, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. But like we've done that. The, the last couple of reveals haven't been that interesting. Well, like, Rivali kind of sucks. Um, well, it depends. He's a bit. He's a little bit different because he flies half yeah. the time. Um, and you know, was it 
Goron guy. He's just Daruk. He's just he's you know typically fat and slow. Yeah. Um, but it's like we've done storm. we've we've got all four of the champions, and then like that's the whole game of Breath of the Wild. So it's like you expect him to be over in a minute. <laughs> yeah. What else, gonna, what else is going to happen? But we've only just started the actual plot of this game, I guess, with the evil egg. Where it's like so, yeah. you have the good, you have the time traveling guardian that comes to help you, but there's also obviously the evil version, the Ganon version, <laughs> and then there's some kind of I don't know Ganon cult that's not actually the not not the Ganon cult that already exists. Yeah, not the not the Yiga clan. Yeah. It's another one <laughs> who we have now met. <laughs> yes, we fought. We did the, the, the Gerudo mission. Is all obviously a bunch of fighting against, against Yiga clan. After you've knocked out several hundred Gerudo. Well, yeah, that is the weird thing that's happened several times now. Well, it happened with the Ritos as well. Yeah. Well, and some of the side missions where you're just fighting like regular human troops. Oh, that's your training missions. Sure. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, you're fighting allies a lot. It's like, it's fine when you're killing hundreds and hundreds of the Commons, but now you're just killing hundreds and hundreds of Gerudo. It's like, where the hell did these all come from for a start? Yeah. <laughs> you've left us no choice. We must murder you. Except they, they don't really ever describe anything as murder no. in this game. It's all KOs. No one ever dies. Not even the Moblins. All KOs. I'm trying to. Rem- I'm trying to even remember if like how the bodies disappear. They just do just disappear, right? I think they sort of poof. Do they, they poof though? Yeah, I think they do the sort of Zelda poofy explosion thing. What about that? Oh what? no, maybe only the bigger ones. Yeah, the yeah. the Bokoblins and things. I think just sort of fade to black. But then oh do yeah, they, they, but then do like, they, they do that weird the caving. Yeah, so you can see when because you, you can keep hitting things yeah. when they're dead for quite some time, um, so they fade out a bit. But what about the non-monster races like the Gerudo? I like, I can't even perceive what like I can't perceive that because I wasn't looking. No, I wasn't looking for it, so I wasn't recognizing what was happening. I mean, the Yeagers poof into their like yeah, they just smoking tickets or whatever yeah. that is. <laughs> But yeah, it like it feels like we've we've got to what the end of the story, but only because it's a comparison to Breath of the Wild. Mm. It's only technically like chapter two. I, I think there's an awful lot of that game left. <laughs> but like, where is it going to possibly even go from here? It's not like the story is great to start with. How are they going to string it out for the whole rest of this game? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've got no Dynasty Warriors experience, so we don't know. No, <laughs> how do these normally work? I mean, obviously, you can fill the content with plenty of side quests that can that are already just like arbitrary random things they're not really it's not trying to link the side quest shit into a story really well, we like, had, you go do training <laughs> we haven't really had many missions that retread old ground yet have we other than the side stuff which like we've not really been back to places no for the main levels and presumably we're going to because the design yeah. of those maps is specifically made so that oh, yeah, they yeah. can be arranged differently yeah yeah well they'll put gates in spots but like just to yeah, just move to, the camps around or whatever. Yeah. We also haven't really. I don't know if the, that's just how this game is going to be, but I feel like in regular Dynasty Warriors, even though obviously we haven't played those, I feel like there's a lot more emphasis put on the camps and like occupying the sure levels. The, the strategic element of it, yeah, like, a little bit. So battles. Whereas now, in, like in this game, there's like it's like it's all been very linear so far. Like like yeah. the path has been quite clear, and there's also not really any benefit to capturing camps in any case so far it's not like it's been there's been a couple where it's like 
if you're not fast enough, the enemy will push your guys out. Yeah, or well, that's not what actually they've not actually taken over camps, have they? They've like we've seen the complaints come up saying it's like they're oh we're we're on our last legs. Or well, whatever. on the Zora mission, they pushed it back into the throne room, didn't they? They took the outer ones before we got there, and we were fighting in the actual center of the city. Oh, I see. Yeah, but some of the, yeah, it feels like all of those so far, like the main stuff in that has just been scripted, right? Like so far, yeah. it's like oh, this has just happened. Um, but there doesn't seem to be any benefit because, like, even on the first level, you can totally there's totally camps on that map that are enemy occupied that you don't ever have to go to. I mean, through I the if, course of that mission, I wonder if this is a part of the game that isn't part of the core story, right? The core story is how we're playing it right now, and then the maps at some point, maybe as post game or something, or that open up into these sorts of like, sure, oh, hey, then, this is more of a dynamic level. Go, but, go, go for it. But then, why does it still include it in the story missions? It's like you could go all Soft the way tutorial? over. Well, you could go all the way over here, out of the way, and capture this extra thing. I mean, I potentially guess it, get a weapon out of it. Potentially. Well, yeah, I suppose you kill a boss, you get a drop, <laughs> and I guess you could grind for extra kills and XP on a on within one mission. Mm. But yeah, it's not really gone into that aspect of it so far. And we seem a bit over leveled anyway for what when it's actually saying because it does have like a recommended stat on some yeah, things and we're it's like oh we're miles over <laughs> well yeah but we're like we're totally fine for regular fights but we still die on bosses all the time well it's because we're playing on the hardest difficulty well sure you have to right yeah <laughs> which is sometimes a bugger because you can't see some of what's happening sometimes <laughs> and then you just die and you're like well what just happened well I mean I, yeah I don't know if we've managed to learn sufficiently yet but the main, I think the main thing about that game is like not unlike Scarlet Nexus, you just dodge all the time with no consequence. Just keep mashing mm. the dodge button continuously, yeah. and you're pretty much safe. <laughs> it's, it's it's very generous um, about dodging. So if you need a moment to see what a boss is actually doing, just continuously mash the dodge button. Don't even look at your character; just look at what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that is, that is generally the strategy with that. Yeah. So. And then you might even accidentally get a perfect dodge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the timing for that is pretty tough. I feel like it's, I'm getting better at it when I'm even remembering to intentionally do it. Mm. <laughs> I've never used... Um, parries. Never, yeah, never used shield parries, which I didn't realize were a thing until the last time we played it. Because um, I don't think there's any reason to, or at least we haven't come across an enemy that gives you a reason to. Yeah, like I'm I, sure the Guardian laser, if you parry that, I bet that works. Yeah, because it shows it in the cutscene before you fight the first, yeah. or see the first Guardian. Because um, we were having that. If you if you take if you get involved fighting that Guardian before you should, and it's firing a laser at you, it's actually quite difficult to dodge that. Mm. Whereas I bet you could probably parry it, but then that would require you to think about that <laughs> rather than just running away i wonder how it works if you actually i haven't tried just shielding much in general yeah because it's it's the a shield it, button it, it, the, the, and there's only a couple of characters that can shield like not everyone can do it i am um, well i think they all have a shield like they all have a defense mode oh, it okay. may just may not be a shield <laughs> oh okay i didn't really notice it with like mifa and rivali oh yeah whereas obviously link's got a shield um Abosa's got a shield. Yeah. And um, Gorondu's got his magical shield. Yeah. <laughs> Which you can make massive and just run over everyone. Yeah. So we'll we continue with that. It's, maybe. It's still pretty fun. Maybe we'll learn something mm. at some point. <laughs> Either in story or mechanics. <laughs> that sounds like, sounds like too much of a general lesson. It's like maybe we'll learn something <laughs> at some time. 
Maybe those bokoblins came from the moon. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they sort of do. The blood moon. They? <laughs> <laughs> they sort of do. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least they get resurrected by the moon. <coughs> and then also on the Switch, another thing that I played, I played the Metroid Dread demo. Ooh, that the demo. Oh, there's a demo. Yeah. There is oh, a demo now, I'm, yeah. Oh, I have to play that. Sweet. So I, I played that. And? And, I mean, we're going to have to do the classic Silent Cast review where I'm going to complain about the two things that I want to complain about, but it's perfectly fine otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's clearly a good game. And, like, it's. I mean, I wouldn't have said it looks as good as I was expecting it to. Like, hmm. there's hmm. definitely some pretty low quality textures going on. That maybe indicate, you know, whatever development process it went through. And then one of the things that I'm about to complain about is also maybe a really weird indication of that, which is that I don't know why they kept the, well, no, I do know why they kept it because they didn't want to change it, but I don't know why they kept the system where you have to hold down a button to plant your feet and then you can free aim. Oh, right. I see. When we're on now on a system with two sticks. Yeah. Like that whole system is clearly designed for the time when it was on a system that only had one analog yeah. stick. Yeah, it made yeah. sense for Samus Returns on the DS, right? And Because uh, presumably, that yeah, they would have had to make it for DS, not new, new 3DS. DS. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, 3DS, not DS. So it's like, I understand why they kept that, because they obviously didn't want to change for, for you know, if for people who had already played the previous game or whatever and, you know, were expecting it to be like that. And also, right. in some ways, it's almost Metroid tra- tradition to have the hold down the button to aim like in Prime. I guess, <laughs> when yeah. it's All these games have only had one analog stick to work with. That's, that's true, yeah, because you didn't really use... You didn't really use the C-stick to look around, did you? No, it was for changing weapons. Yeah. (laughs) In Prime. So, yeah, I mean, it is sort of traditional. It just seems weird when you've got this whole other analog stick now. (laughs) You could have just made it a twin-stick shooter, almost. Mm. And then the other major problem that I have with it, which is more of a getting used to it kind of thing, it's like, I don't really like the instant kill thing. The, like, what, what... Got like a quick time thing. Yeah, it? I mean, it, well, it has a quick time, but you're it's it's nearly impossible. Yeah, yeah, it's weirdly designed so that like okay, so the thing is like you have this area, you have those robots that they show in the trailer, the Emmy robots. Yeah, yeah. You have specific areas of the map that those robots patrol in, and then it's sort of stealth. Like you go into this area, and then providing you don't make too much noise, and the robot isn't too near you then you can just like run around as normal. But if it starts getting close, it will start detecting your noise and start trying to find you. And then if it sees you, it goes into actual pursuit mode where mm. it just chases you down. So it's like sort of stealth. So the idea is to just get through those zones and get to like the other side or whatever, whatever door you need to get through. But then if it catches you, there's like a quick time event where you can like last ditch escape and you have like two opportunity like two windows of opportunity to press the melee button to counter it and then break out Mm. but the timing window on that is like incredibly tiny which is weird because the timing window for like the regular melee counter that you have when you're fighting regular enemies is extremely generous (laughs) like you just vaguely wave your arm in the vicinity of an enemy doing an attack and it just counters it through practically the entire animation of your melee (laughs) whereas like in this one specific sequence it's an incredibly minuscule window that's almost impossible to hit and then you just die and it just game overs and then you just reload and it's like that seemed kind of unnecessary to just have it completely insta kill you in this sequence and then just have to reload the game i mean are they use is is, i mean i I assume it's like a standard 
Metroid like reload from a save point kind no, of No, I think it reloads at like the door to the room. Oh, that's the way... door to the area. Okay, that that's, that's way more reasonable. Mainly I be- thought I thought it was going to pull a pull a classic on us. <laughs> well, I mean, that would have been fine too if they just arranged the save points. Yeah, so they were like around every <laughs> yeah, door. <basically>. The- <laughs> so when you came across a save point, you knew it's like, ah, oh, bugger, there's going to be a stealth room here. But yeah, it's like I I don't know about that weird like insta kill thing, mm. or or you know make the timing windows slightly more lenient than they are. <laughs> And also, it's very abrupt. Do you, think it, do you think it could have got away with just being like, it does a smeg turn of damage? Yeah, all that. Yeah. Like it drains an entire energy tank or something. Or a percentage of your health, so. Yeah, maybe. So you can only really. So, so it's the same dread for each, uh, each encounter, I guess. Yeah. But it is very, it's very abrupt, is the other weird thing about it. Mm. Like you, you die, then it's, it's just like the sequence takes about two seconds. You have these two tiny windows of opportunity to counter it. And if you fail, it's just like, bam, black screen, game over screen, press continue. <laughs> it's uh, just like, it's extremely abrupt. Do you not even get to yeah. see a classic like Samus? <laughs> no, not really. So yeah. I thought that was in the game though, the classic. It, it is in there. Well, if you it's die normally. Point. I think it was right. like, yeah, it was like a boss. <laughs> but not from there. Emmy, but right. not from this sequence and also the other problem with this Emmy thing is like I'm not sure I like the way you actually kill them at the end like you have so the whole the whole point of this stealth system thing is eventually after you've you know acquired enough other Metroid upgrades to open various different types of door and deal with environmental hazards as always Standard. you get yep. to a specific room where there's this mysterious brain robot Back to brains, brains. Again. <laughs> mysterious brain, brain robot thing that you absorb some power from that temporarily upgrades your arm cannon so you can actually kill the enemies. One one shot. Yeah, one Simple. shot. Yeah. But you it like well firstly you have to hold down the aim button, so you have to plant yourself, obviously. So it's you have to basically basically you have to run around having it chase you for a while until you find a nice long straight corridor where you can get far enough ahead of it to give you enough time to charge. <laughs> just pause Dang. and light up your shot and then charge up the shot and then shoot it. And it does it does like a dramatic camera angle where it like swings the camera behind you so you're looking down the corridor at it. <sighs> which is kind of cool, but I find that kind of like like really confusing where it's like i'm suddenly in a completely different perspective and i'm having to angle my aim differently and i'm having to remember that you're like you're holding down the left button to plant your feet then you hold down the right button to charge the shot then you push the fire button to actually shoot the shot oh so it's not, you're not even <laughs> lifting off to shoot. no like oh, so yeah, it's like these three different buttons you have to remember that you are pushing in a specific order and specific timing for the charge up and then on the second one of these Emmys, because it lets you get that far in the demo, because the first one is like heavily damaged, so it basically doesn't do anything, mm. you just shoot it. But the second time around, you, when you fight an actual one, it then gives you another type of charged gun on top of that charged gun, where you have to, first of all, you have to use this other version of the charged gu- gun that depletes its armor before it gets to you, and then you have to run away again and line up for the big shot after that. So it's like... Ah, <laughs> so you got to do it twice. It's like quite an annoyingly complicated system. And I mean that was the thing that kind of I've been I've been sort of, I have been dreading yeah coming across those things because it's like I don't know they 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 never the whole this whole concept never really appealed to me like there's something about it that it just doesn't like okay it's a stealth section it's never going to appeal to me right but like I don't know I mean, there's something about it, it that just feels distinctly not Metroidy I don't, is is that just me or? yeah I mean I think like. 
it's it's weirdly not Metroid in two different ways because it's like it's the stealth section in general is maybe not exactly a Metroid concept. Although I mean, I guess in some ways, normally you just shoot everything. Yeah. <laughs> but then the the other thing that's actually these areas are really more just designed for you to run through really fast mm. with your like your slide so you can fit through small gaps and you're constantly jumping off jump, sure, like right. wall jumps and stuff yeah they're actually so specifically they're designed different... to be like right. you just run straight through as fast as you can yeah i've, I've seen there's quite a lot there's, there's quite a good amount of like um you keep your momentum during a lot of lot of moves right especially when you get the Spoilers, when you get the ability to run real fast. No, well, it's, it's like the shine spark and all that. Yeah. All. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's weird. And then like, the other thing that makes it feel slightly less metroid to me is just like, because there's so many buttons and like different ways to use, because like having jump and then shoot, that's fine. But then you've got jump, shoot and melee, and then you've got the plant your foot button, and then you've got the slide button. Mm. <laughs> it's just like... Maybe too many mm. buttons. Now we're getting into, like, actually complicated controls instead of just jump and shoot. Mm. <laughs> but then, you know, modern games have controls, just apparently not a right stick. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, apart from that, it's totally fine. Although, I find... So do you think the demo is is, like... Just a slice of the game, or is it like well, custom I mean, constructed? It, no, it's definitely just a slice of the game. It just starts you from the start. Okay, and right. clearly, it's about pro- well. I say it, it's probably. I was going to say it's probably about a sixth of the game, but it's clearly not. <laughs> but there's six robots. You kill one and and technically two, but the first one doesn't count. <laughs> hmm. You kill one of the robots by the end of the demo, and there's six of them. But it's clearly not a sixth of the game. You can just when it you do find the first map room. So it like shows you the outline of the area you're in, and mm. you know you don't even cover nearly all of that in the demo, <laughs> right? Yeah. So for you, Zach, you know, is it enough to make you want to buy the game? Mm, it's getting there, but I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's fifty quid's worth yet. That's <laughs> the that's the biggest problem with it. Like, there's some. I have a perception of value problem with it. I don't know. It's yeah. It could be worse than fifty, right? I suppose. <laughs> I mean, it could be. It could be. Could be PlayStation Five seventy dollars. Like, yeah. <laughs> but they couldn't have got away with that. It's <laughs> like fifty yeah. is the maximum they could possibly have gotten away with, and it's not working for us. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a toughie. And it also, it also like weird. Like, I don't know if it's that weird, but it, like it, at the start of the game, it does pretty much just recaps the story of Fusion. Oh, okay. And I mean, I guess you would do that, but mm. like it seems, it seems a bit weird to just like only recap that specific story and not any of the other stuff. Not the ones leading to it, because it's just like, oh, the Metroids are dead, and then the X Parasite, <laughs> and then Fusion happens. Oh, does that mean we actually probably should play Fusion? Yeah, before? maybe. Except. It appears that the story of this game is... I don't know. The, the amount of story you get in the intro is like, okay, so you've done the whole fusion story where you find the X-Parasite and the X-Parasite was designed to fight the Metroids all the other way around. and like So they were the counter to each other. But they're all dead now, so it's totally fine. There's no Xs or, or Metroids left in the entire universe. Even though every other Metroid game has proven that every time that someone has said that, that's very clearly not the case. Mm, yeah. But then you... 
you get a video transmission of an ex-parasite in the wild on this random planet. And you're like, oh shit, we've, we've missed one, I guess. So we better go see about this. Or the Federation does, which is why they send the Emmy robots. And then it's like, oh, the Emmy robots have stopped reporting in. But because, in fusion, because you now have Metroid DNA in you, you're inv- invincible to the ex-parasite, I guess. <laughs> Right. So you're like the only person that can go to this to, to potentially deal with this, I see. which is why they sent the robots in the first place. But then, it, then it, so it's like, but then once you start getting into this demo a little way in, and you're talking to your AI computer from Fusion as well, who is apparently really annoying and seems to still talk far too much in this game, also. <laughs> but like, hey, you're, listen, you're talking to him and. Like now he's implying that maybe that that footage that you saw was staged just to lure you here, oh, and like this might not yeah. have anything to do with the ex parasite. <laughs> and there's Chozo, they're hanging out, yeah, beating you up because the uh, wait, what? Well, that happens immediately. In fact, that happens. That also explains why your suit is different. Well, it doesn't really explain. It happens immediately. Basically, you you have the intro sequence where you fly in in your nice Samus suit, standard various, yeah, standard yeah. orange and red, yeah. And then you fight, you come down an elevator directly into this Chuzzle guy. He beats you up quite badly, and then you black out, and then you wake up in the new suit. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't really explain it, but I mean, I guess that's sort of an explanation. He fucked you up somehow, but like changed your suit. He <laughs> gave you new clothes. Well, he took all your abilities, of course, Metroid game. Yeah. <laughs> Standard. So the Chuzzle are alive? Um, on this planet, apparently. Ah. So yeah, that's weird but yeah the the weird way it sums up the story also also because you have metroid dna you can't go into cold areas any longer <laughs> oh interesting <laughs> so now they've they've basically invented an, another way to have a new suit well surely you just get the barrier suit again, well, that's right? for hot <laughs> I, I thought the barrier suit was just for climate in general but... well the barrier suit's always been for hot but i don't think there's mm. ever there hasn't been one specifically for cold i don't think no, I guess There's not. A, the gravity suit for water, obviously. Mm. But yeah, so there's just now, now there's also cold areas on the map, not just hot areas, but you do find hot areas. And I think the one other thing I very briefly wanted to say that I found kind of disappointing was like, I don't think the sound design is that good on some of the things like getting hit doesn't really have enough impact like i don't know oh, right mm. and mm. like the um pickups and stuff don't I, the sound isn't very distinct mm. and also the little the, the little classic metroid jingle when you pick up a you know big oh. item or whatever that sounds weird like i don't like the <laughs> i don't like the weird mix they've done on that either mm. Mm. also you don't get that nearly as much you only get that on the big items, not not, not on the energy tanks or the missile or tanks the missile or anything. Tanks, right. <laughs> <coughs> so yeah, that's that. That's the demo of Metroid Dread. Just go play it and see, see for yourself. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's free. Is it, is, it, is it one of those where it's got like a save? No, it has no saves at all. Oh, right. So you, well, that's kind of annoying because like, well, surely, demo. Yeah. surely you'd want right. to plot, surely you'd want it to save your progress yeah well i mean it's not that much progress i guess no but still and also once you know where you're going you could actually run through that pretty quick yeah because it's not actually difficult exactly i don't know it just feels like if it's the start of the game they probably should have thought of that yeah maybe well 
Yep, check out the demo, and that will be enough for you to charge dread, I guess. Yep. <laughs> and find yeah. out whether you think it's worth 50 quid. <laughs> <laughs> I am the law. And then the other thing that I mainly played was just a bit of satisfactory because they've put update five into the experimental branch, which means it's a bit more buggy than usual. Although usually that game is totally fine. <laughs> But I've definitely had it crash a couple of times on the experimental branch, which is weird because well, like one time it crashed, but it didn't crash. Which I like, I don't know what Unreal Engine is doing exactly, but like, I was like, it it hitched up really hard, and I was like, oh shit, it just crashed, and then it unfroze. And I was like, well, I guess it was just a hitch. But then the error reporter popped up, <laughs> but the game was still running, oh, and then when really? I closed the error reporter, the game just closed. <laughs> it's like. Um, okay, I guess it kind of crashed. <laughs> yeah, it detected a serious problem, but not enough. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that, that kind of thing could have. But yeah, there's been a few other times where it just has just actually crashed, which, as far as I can tell from the very small amount of information that the error report puts up, is something to do with rendering the conveyor belts. Which I mean, I guess makes sense. Although I turned off. Even before I was on the experimental branch for this update, in update four, the the early access branch, there was a toggle for experimental conveyor belt rendering. Oh, interesting. Which I'd had on before and it was totally fine in update four. Hmm. But now in this in this update five experimental version, I'm just like, well maybe I'll turn that off and see if that stops the crashes. <laughs> maybe hmm. the experimental version is in this experimental experimental version is actually worse. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, apart from that, um, I've been fiddling around looking at all the, well, not really all of the new stuff yet, because you have to get somewhere into the tech and unlocks to get to the new stuff, but some of the new cosmetic things mainly for the, like, the building and the new building systems, like the way you can clip stuff through mm. and, like, the easier rapid building options and all that stuff, which definitely makes it nice to deal with. I've already... The planar building. Yeah, right? just just dragging buildings and foundations out in mm. a line makes it much quicker for just building buildings which is actually what you need in that game well i mean kind of who builds their factory in just the grass <laughs> build it on a platform nice and flat <laughs> and grid aligned <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i've been fiddling with that but it's um i think the clipping thing is definitely what i've what is i've found the most useful because the way you can clip stuff through clip belts and stuff through the buildings it's like i'll still not do it like i'll still try not to do it mm. but there are some cases where i've just built a belt and been like well i mean that should just work <laughs> like if this game had like extremely detailed collision detection where like the actual polygons of the buildings were the hit detection then that would work but because it's just a box now you can just clip through that box and it's like well okay the belt doesn't actually clip through this building in any way so that's mm. totally fine i'll allow it <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't annoy me in any way. I'll allow it. Please proceed. I'll allow it. Unlike the thing that does annoy me, which is one of the bugs of this update, when they updated the Northern Forest's plant life, like it's completely different now, like all the trees and stuff are completely different. They've all been redesigned. They updated all the trees and the bushes and the flowers and all the grasses and all that stuff. But they've helpfully forgotten to make most of those things targetable by the chainsaw which means that 
So normally you can grab like small bushes and plants and whatnot just with your hands and you can get leaves for biomass burning. And then the next stage up from that is you get the chainsaw for clearing like actual trees, but it can also still clear the regular foliage. Mm. And when you use the chainsaw, it actually just like area of effects stuff in front of you. So just everything in the vicinity just disappears, which is obviously helpful for cleaning up a huge amount of stuff rather than running around mashing E. But what they've done with this new foliage update is they've forgotten to make most of the new plants targetable by the chainsaw. And some of them are not targetable by the chainsaw or by hand. Mm. So if you have one of these bushes that's not targetable by either, you kind of have to kind of be careful to not accidentally pick up all the plants that are targetable by the chainsaw near that plant. So you actually have a target to target the chainsaw in to clear it, which I didn't know. And therefore my start of my factory has quite a few of those bushes sticking up. Because <laughs> I'm like, damn it, I removed all the other plants, but not this one specific plant that I can't get rid of now. I've nearly got to the point of having explosives, so I might just blow them up, I guess. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure the explosives will destroy the plants. <laughs> the nuclear option. Yeah, basically. But yeah, it's 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 a very like typical forgot to turn on that toggle kind of bug where it's like, we made all these new plants, but we forgot to actually set the correct interactions on them. <laughs> Although there had always been the occasional bush that just was like not targetable by the chainsaw for some bizarre reason a lot of the things in that game is you know that's the kind of early access polish that will come later i guess along with all the other like floating bushes and things that aren't properly aligned to the ground there's quite a lot of those (laughs) though i don't know if that will be like that is one of those incredibly minor polish things that i feel like might not ever get done you know which is like we made the map we put in all these plants and bushes and then occasionally there's one that's just completely misaligned and is floating like a foot in the air. But whose job is it to go back and fix that at some point? Mm. <laughs> but, you know, it's not game-breaking. Apart from the ones that you can't type with the chainsaw, which it also technically isn't game-breaking unless you're a crazy person who requires everything to be pristine. <laughs> in which mm. case, it kind of is game-breaking. <laughs> But once I realized the problem, I was like, okay, I can specifically make sure I don't destroy all the other bushes. Although there have been a couple of cases where I've had one of those invincible bushes and no other plants around it that you can also target with a chainsaw. It's like, well, fine. <laughs> Not anything I can do about that one. Mm. There's only a few bushes sticking out through my factory. <laughs> but yeah, apart from that, it's just been looking at the new cosmetic options and the new like building alignment. There have been a couple of cases where the new building alignment stuff just freaks out. Like where I've been trying to line two buildings up next to each other, but then the like the hologram for the building I'm building is just going like, like jumping up and down between the ground and like some arbitrary place in midair above the building. And then like, there's also been a couple of cases where like the lock alignment for like conveyor belts and pipes hasn't worked correctly. Because like, it was meant to fix it so that when you're making a pipe jun- junction to branch a pipe into a building, it's meant to lock on to the port on the building so you can just align it. So you just hold down control and it locks the junction of the pipe onto a line in line with that port on the building. Mm-hmm. That works, except not in like every rotation of the pipe for some reason. 
Like, it'll work if the pipe is facing diagonally downwards towards the port. It'll work if the port is horizontal, like the junction in the pipe is horizontal. But it doesn't work if the port is vertical, which is how I actually was wanting it to work. Right. (laughs) I was just like, this is the one direction of rotation that this doesn't actually lock. In fact, for some unknown reason, it locks onto the middle of the building if it's vertical. (laughs) And I'm just like, well, that's not helpful at all. (laughs) So I had to go back to doing it the old way, of just eyeballing it. (laughs) Or actually rotating it so it's diagonal, locking it there, moving my mouse so my mouse is on the exact spot where that is, and then re-rotating the pipe. <laughs> so I can build it in that exact spot, but not have to use the actual lock, which is awkward. And hopefully that's the kind of, you know, that was the whole point of the system. So maybe that would get fixed pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, no, they're just having a little look and then be like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah that, that totally doesn't work. Because really, I mean... I think the problem with that alignment system is that sometimes it doesn't look vertically enough. Like if it if the thing is on the exact same level, it will find it. But sometimes mm-hmm. if like you've got a raised belt or like I was doing with this raised pipe and it's not really looking down at these ports where it probably just should. Hmm. But maybe that would then cause weird conflicts if you had like a two-story factory but you were trying to run a pipe that was sort of in between the two floors it's like which building is it trying to lock onto or whatever okay (laughs) but yeah it's very nice and fancy and the new building parts definitely help just like it's mainly all the parts that are just like because previously you you only had four, four meter high walls and that was all you could build Whereas the foundations came in like four, two, and one thickness. But now you have four meter high walls and one meter high walls. For some reason, not two. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Wait, chest high walls? Yes, chest high walls. Does this mean we're going to be like crouching behind them and blind firing over them? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Once you unlock the rifle, it's quite late game. Not that you'd ever need to, not that you'd ever need to do that. Gears of factories. <laughs> the enemies will not attack your factory. And in fact, only target you. <laughs> and if you build anything in the facility, they just go away. They are indifferent to industry. Yeah. Probably because they look at it and go, this metal's not that interesting. <laughs> I guess. Even though you're theoretically fucking this planet up real good. Animals aren't going to know that. It's unlike Factorio's biters, where they do know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they know. Get that pollution out of here. And then just a little bit of the usual thing. Like Rob said, Derg and Rocket League. I played a bit more Derg on my own as well. Oh yeah, so, those Halloween Yeah, I got things. through the Halloween assignments. That was a long one. <laughs> hmm. But mainly I and like I've weirdly reached a point in that game where it's just like I don't know where all my money and resources have gone. Well I know where <laughs> they've gone. I've been using them to make the overclocks and all that hmm. stuff. But I I feel like I'm not keeping up any longer. Oh, right. Like I'm getting more overclock cores than I have the resources to make. To actually use them. Interesting. <laughs> Which I mean, I guess is sort of okay because then it makes it a decision. Mm. You're like, which one of these do I actually want rather than just crafting all of them? <laughs> mm. But I'm getting a bit of a backlog. Yeah, because I guess the first one, you get, the first few you get, you're just going to be like, well, I'm just going to make those. Yeah, exactly. Straight upgrades. But also, like, I've also run out of blank cores, so the core events that we do occasionally, mm. we've been doing anyway just for the experience. Sure. 
and I continue to always do them just for the experience, but like, I don't even have cause to blank cause to run into those any longer because I used to have quite a few extra blanks. What are the blanks? What are they? Well, when you run those, the core infusion events and the Mm. thing pops up at the end and you put the blank core in there. Oh, you get like a choice of three different things. So I have to own a blank core before I can do that. Yeah, or... but then certain mission rewards will just give you like non-blank cores, mm. cores that are already infused with a with a overclock with a thing. Yeah. But yeah, I've run out of those. I've run out of money as well, basically. So I can't even buy the crafting minerals that I need to do the forging either. So do we need to go find more more? Crystal cucumbers. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. More cucumbers. More spiky cucumbers. (laughs) More red Red cucumbers. cucumbers. (laughs) That would be weird. Uh, Can you... No. Can you create a red cucumber with food dye somehow? That would be such a weird (laughs) one. You probably could, right? Because it's basically a whole bunch of water. Yeah. You could probably just grow cucumber and like feed it coloured water and it would probably turn a colour, right? Yeah, that'd be cool. Is it like <laughs> other plants where, like, if the pH of the soil is different, they turn a different be, color? Yeah, they could be Possibly. colorized. Hmm. Well, like people have come out with purple carrots, right? Sure. Well, well maybe they yeah. can breed a red cum- red cumber somehow. But the yeah, carrot one is a slightly different situation, though, right? Because that's like, you know, carrot color is a specific chemical. Yeah. Rather than, mm. I assume cucumbers are mostly green still. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's not chlorophyll. Why are they green, like in the ground? Because hmm. it's like maybe that's not chlorophyll. Maybe they are just green. Maybe it's just a maybe it's a camouflage thing, it's like hide the fruit, <laughs> like right? Make it look like everything else. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Okay, or maybe right. they were just a different color, and we already bred them to be green at some point in the past. Oh, maybe. <laughs> it's fine because someone liked that idea at some point in history. Hmm. Are cucumbers a fruit? I mean, pro- like, probably. Are they like in the same category as like marrows or stuff like that? That's sort of underground. Or they're not underground; they're on the ground. Not on the ground. I thought cucumbers were kind of dirt laden. No, hmm. in fact, they cucumbers fruits, they're like hanging. Hmm. Yeah, don't know if I've seen a growing cucumber. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the. Joys of modern living, where you don't even know how crops yeah. grow. <laughs> I mean, I must have done when I was like when I was young, because I'm sure it was one of the things my granddad used to grow. Yeah, I'm sure. That's why I even that's the same reason that I know about them. My grandma used to grow cucumbers and peas and all the traditional vegetables. Hmm. <laughs> Trad veg. <laughs> I think that's it. Is that a podcast? What's Dan been playing? Has he been Breath of the Wilding some more? Uh, not much recently. I need to get back to it. So haven't got any new new, new uh, travails or travels. Play some, to... Bre- play some Breath of the Wild while Metroid Dread is downloading. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Turn on your point. Switch and multitask. Yeah, I do need to download that demo. Well, I, I, will, I will play that and <laughs> give you my thoughts on the demo when you... Uh, yeah, next time. I've been wondering whether I'm sort of vaguely wondering whether I, I'll be able to run Civ Six on the on the new Mac that I'm getting, <laughs> but I think it's not that good for games still, even though it's good for everything else. So <laughs> I think it, I that mean, would still still needs a PC, I reckon. I mean, it's, 
Civ seems like one of those games that would be probably more Mac happy than well, others, yeah. right? You'd it's, think so, right? Yeah. It's not going to be pushing your graphics department that much, or at least it probably scales quite nicely, you'd think. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah, because yeah, it'd be core, core processor time for all that between-turn yeah. action. Yeah, I mean, a big, a big AI processing on the on the turns probably only takes a couple of seconds on the on the powerful powerful Mac, but I don't know about the graphics situation. But yeah, um, is Civ Six even M One happy? <laughs> no, I mean, no games are are yet, but you can play them through the Rosetta M One sure, yeah. thingy compatibility layer thing. Yeah, um, but yeah, but it's just into the breach instead <laughs> that'd be all right for graphics <laughs> I've, um, i'm still cont- more focused i'm still contemplating whether my pc i'm at the point where my pc needs to be uh how i organize it, it needs to be reevaluated, reconstituted <laughs> yeah my old 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 windows install that was windows 7 and has been brought up to windows the latest windows 10 um not windows 11 can't do that apparently um. Uh. Yeah. Blue screens quite frequently now. Uh. That's no good. And I. And it's. But it's. I know it's not a hardware problem because my alternate Windows install on the exact same machine is perfectly fine. Is right. Um. It's. It's just this variant of it, and I've done all the usual steps, like go through the. Um. Oh, I forget what SFC stands for, but it's like the win the file verif the Windows install verification stuff and. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, DISM and making sure it's all sorted itself. I've uninstalled as much software as I dare from my environment, mm. and I, you know, all the stuff I don't use anymore. And um, yeah, it's still st- it's better. I think SF- F- SFC did make a difference, but it's still not great. So I'm, I think Windows has just got itself into a bad place. Mm-hmm. And I can't do much about it. History has caught up with it. The ravages of time. Yeah, I don't. Re- and as I said before, I don't really want to go away and spend what, as it as it turns out, would be nine hundred pounds worth of upgrades currently. Mm. Um, to then put a new SSD in it and then put Windows eleven on it and then. But maybe maybe my other install needs to now be uh, tainted <laughs> with the world of music development and audio development. <laughs> My games machine's not going to be so clean anymore. You just need to wipe the other one. No point. No, but then I... Yeah, but if if you're going to choose between taking the clean one and wiping it, just wipe it. Like, if you're going to have a separate one, you might as well keep it separate. Ah, but then then the problem with wiping it is, is, like, I then don't have the state in case the new one goes wrong. Like, if I need to go back to my music stuff because I've got projects in flux (laughs) for various things. Yeah, it puts the fear in me. Yeah, that's a tough one. Also, the price of wood is sky high. So the things that we're currently buying for the house quite expensive, <laughs> furniture-wise. Yeah, and loft boards. Loft oh, boards gosh. are expensive right now. It seems like that should be the cheapest wood. You'd think, yeah. Still costs quite a bit more than we were expecting. 
Mm. House grouse. <laughs> got, got it in there somewhere. Get some house grouse in. You got, you're getting a new uh, dining table, though, are you? Oh, no. I am. It will be with us Thursday. Sweet. Exciting times. It gets bigger. <laughs> it it grows. <laughs> it gets. It extends. Bigger. Does it in sort of intrude into the kitchen further? Then is that the plan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be like it's extended. It'll like, it, it's it's it should be like the best of both worlds. So it'll be like the same, mm. a little bit bigger than the one we've currently got regular time. So it fits that space nicely when it's just you know being a being a table. Mm-hmm. You know, everyday table, and then for for guest based craziness or large D and D game craziness, <laughs> yeah, the full experience, full experience. It, yeah, it can it can gain quite a bit. Expand bigger. Expand the band. We can have dining table. <laughs> we can fit more food on it. That's probably important. But... <laughs> well, assuming it's not covered in other stuff. Or cat. Or cats, yes. <laughs> I suppose I spoke about the cat still the cat is still playing a game of the floor is lava. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't we that's pretty much what we've come up with. It doesn't it just doesn't like to be on the floor currently. In so this house. In this right. well, I think it's because we kind of messed her up by having like two weekends in a row where dogs were present. Um, um okay. and a Roomba. And a, well the Roomba I think is less of a yeah, the the the, the Robo Vac I think is less of a problem. Um She's sort of indifferent to that. She'll be eating her food and it will just be nudging her legs and she'll be like, yeah, whatever, mate. Um, <laughs> food takes precedence. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, we, we'll, we'll lift her into un, into other rooms and she, she'll immediately go jump on a table <laughs> in that room. <laughs> like, she just, she just won't, doesn't want to be on the floor. So we've started, like, moving her food bowl to awkward places in the morning to be like, you need to come over here if you want food. Which she will eventually come and do, and then run away. She's a pansy. I don't know. I know dog smell is pretty prevalent, but she's a pansy. <laughs> what a pansy! Right. Well, with the pansy cat, <laughs> even though she's just finally embraced her gamer spirit, like with just this endless floor is lava game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wants to be involved in any D and D going on by getting away from the floor and onto the table, <laughs> extended table where we're playing. I hadn't thought about what would happen next time we actually needed to use the table since since she's yeah. been like this. <laughs> well, we'll find out. She'll probably just sit on the little little butcher's block in the corner of the kitchen instead. Cats are silly. Getting a lot more meows out of her though, so that's always nice. <laughs> Meow, meow. Yeah, that is good. Is there, I'm trying to now think of it. Is there a, a phrase I can come with, like house grouse for like cats, like feline decline? Feline <laughs> <laughs> decline. Oh no, that's sad. <laughs> well, with that house grouse and feline decline, <laughs> I think we may have reached the end of this podcast. Okay. Uh, thanks for joining us for all the talk about games and then the return to random at the end. <laughs> um, 
uh, we'll be, uh, well, we've got some videos up, haven't we, on the YouTube? So if you check out the Happy Salad YouTube channel, we do. we'll find the start of our Ocarina of Time playthrough. Oh, yes. Uh, and plenty of other gameplay besides. And then we will be back in a couple of weeks for another Saladcast. So we'll join you then. We will. We will. Oh. Goodbye. Bye.